the iHeartMedia Complex on WTKS-FM, HD1, Cocoa Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, The Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Yeah, it is. It's the Phillips File. This one for Wednesday. That's Wednesday, May 23rd in the year 2018. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jim Phillips. Uh, we do away with the normal intros now on these Wednesdays as we start these programs because, as you know, today marks interview number 12 as the Phillips File continues to look at the opioid and heroin crisis here in Central Florida. We spend eh, maybe the first 30 minutes or so with various guests from addicts, recovering addicts, rehab experts, medical experts, so on and so forth. And uh, we just try to get their knowledge and expertise as it relates to this crisis in Central Florida, as it relates to the rest of the United States as well. Today, our guest is Robbie. A little bit of background. Robbie is 22 years old. That's correct, That's right. Robbie? That's right. Going to, you're just about ready to graduate from Rollins College. Yep. Senior, one more semester. Congratulations. So we want to start with your journey. Uh, and as, as I understand, and you take it from there, uh, you're playing baseball, right? You played baseball for Dr. Phillips? I did, yep. Pitcher? Yes, pitcher and outfield. Kind of did so, everything uh, in So you go to uh, college in what, western Alabama? Yep, west Alabama. Scholarship? Yep. How fast was your fastball? Uh, 87, 85? but I'll tell you, like 91. Okay. All right, 91 mile an hour fastball. Pretty good. So you're pitching for this uh, college in Alabama and... Then what happens? Something goes wrong with your elbow? So, yeah, I tore my UCL and had the classic Tommy John surgery that you yeah, always yeah, hear about. Right. And uh, after that, I I had the surgery, and I was prescribed 60 oxycodone pills. So that's kind of where it all started. I, I uh, took too many. I loved the effect they gave me after the first one and kind of went from there. Do you love the effect because of because it made you feel great or yeah. it just did away with any pain did you have any pain at all following the surgery did you ever say no. to yourself i don't need these things but once you took a few said this is a nice this is a nice yeah. high yeah and it's kind of like I, I would tell myself that i had more pain than i actually did i was trying to like justify it because i don't i don't want to be like that guy who was taking too many pills right you don't fit a particular uh particular stereotype when it yeah. comes to yeah i've heard that a we lot. all have that stereotype and one of the things we're trying to do on this program among other stuff is just try to dispel the stereotypes that people have in their mind about people who are having problems Definitely. with these uh, particular drugs so 60 pills mm -hmm. then what happens you run out of 60 pills so and I, now what's going on yep so i ran out and as I was telling Moira, I kind of started feeling sick. I got like all those classic flu-like symptoms. Just describe all that uh, to the audience. We try yeah. to do this with everybody we have yeah. on the program. I don't know if it ever gets through. So you run out of pills. How soon were you feeling the, the effects of withdrawal? It was uh, less than 24 hours after my last dose. So maybe maybe 10 hours. And I didn't realize what was going on at first. But the best way I can describe it is kind of like uh, the worst flu you've had times 100. Like there's a, That's what a, we hear all the time. A lot of sweating, um, yeah, just aches and yeah, huge amounts of anxiety, especially to people who are already prone to anxious behaviors. Oh, really? mm -hmm. Yeah, aches, pains, all your joints hurt, all your bones hurt. It's just miserable. You didn't want to get out of bed; just crawl under the covers and hope for the best. Yeah, I didn't want to get out of bed, but uh, 
yeah, I was having to go to baseball practice and all sorts of stuff. So, so I mean, do you have roommates at the time, or does anybody say, Robbie, what the hell's going on I with did, you, buddy? I did have a or roommate. coach with the baseball team? What's going on with you? No, I, I mean, I guess I was just trying to put on a front, but it was, it was kind of a battle that I was fighting alone. Right. So then what happens? You're, you you got to get a fix? Yeah, so then so then to alleviate the feeling of all the sickness that I had, I would I would start texting my friends and asking them like, "Hey, do you know where I can get any pain like pain medications? Like who else has had a surgery?" So, kind of went from there and eventually I found some and I was buying them off the streets. Did you go back to the doctor at any point in time say, "Hey doc, I've, you know, I've run out of oxycodone, I did. oxycontin, I did go to the pain." Yeah, I did go to the doctor, but it it was kind of like you have your one prescription, you had your 60, so you're not going to get any more. That's it. Because they do have that fear of patients getting addicted. Did they? Were they suspicious that you wanted them for, I mean, did anybody at any time when you went back for extra pills did or, or when you went to your friends and said, did anybody suspect that you were abusing them at that point? Nope. No one. No one. Mm-mm. So as I understand it, by the way, Robbie from Rollins College is our guest. He's going to uh, graduate when? a couple, Just a couple of weeks? December. December. Yeah, good for you. So somewhere along the line, what happens? Your mom, yeah, like she's saying, what are you asking for more money or yeah. what's going on there? Yeah, so pretty much. Uh, and what, I was, and what does a pill cost? You're looking for pills. You're going to buy them off friends. You're going to get them anywhere mm-hmm. you can. What are you spending on a pill? And how many how many did you need per day to get through this? Right. So uh, hydrocodone or Vicodin, that, that was about a dollar per milligram. And oxycodone can be anywhere from $1 to $2. So if you're looking at a 30-milligram pill, which I was doing at the end, that's uh, about $30. So. A pill? And you were yes. taking how many? Maybe four at the end. So you're doing four. So you're looking at what? $120. Do that, $120 yeah. a mm-hmm. day. Yeah. And it's really hard to justify that money, especially when you don't have an income and you're a college student. So, so what happens is, I mean, do you call a mom and dad and say, hey, you know, uh, I, I, I got some more books that I have to buy? Yeah. and Yeah. Actually, yes. Yeah. I'd say like te- te- textbooks or, yeah. Oh, textbooks. Like so that. expensive. Right? And what do they say? After <laughs> I mean, did they, sooner or later, they must have said, how many packets of, you know, or or boxes of $120 books do you need? Yeah. <laughs> somebody somebody said something's going on here. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Who was yeah. that? Was it your mom so, dad? Yeah, it was my mom. And she actually came up to visit. I, I was trying to get off the pills on my own, and she came up to visit when I was getting off this stuff. Right. And uh, I said that, I, I think I said I was like feeling depressed or sick or whatever it was. And that's that's kind of when she got the idea. She she was looking through my computer, actually, and looking through my history, and she saw that uh, I was Googling, like, what, how to alleviate withdrawal symptoms, mm-hmm. and that was what set off the, like, the huge marker. Right. Now, did she confront you, or did yes. you just, yeah, she or con- you just say, all right, I'm coming clean here with you? Yeah, she confronted me, and that was the first time that I did actually come clean and let her know what I had been struggling with. Yeah, and how, what was her reaction? Uh, majorly disappointed. She, just- she carries around guilt, like... I we hear a this. lot of that from parents. Yeah. I should have known what was going on. Yeah. And, and then they, they begin to blame themselves, don't they? Yep. Yeah, and it's it's sad because the addiction is a family disease, as they say. It, it doesn't just affect the addict. It right. affects everyone around them. Right. So your mom says, okay, now what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And what was the what, answer? what did that? you do? <laughs> so uh, a couple weeks after, I, I was feeling really bad. And I actually, uh, so I went back to Orlando, withdrew from my classes at Alabama, and from there, I saw a telepsychiatrist, so the kind of thing where you have your computer and you're uh, chatting with him. You never actually see him face-to-face, but 
almost I, on FaceTime kind of thing. You're exactly. just looking virtually at a psychiatrist. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So uh, huh. what he did was prescribed, um, it was Klonopin, which is a benzodiazepine, kind of like Xanax, but longer acting. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I abused those. So it kind of just went downhill from there. And eventually I found the oxycodone back in Orlando. So yeah. Now you're living at home at the time, or yeah, at the okay. time I was. Or were you going to school at Rollins at the time, or are you just kind of nope. hanging out trying to get trying to figure this? out a handle on yeah. this problem? Yeah, exactly. So, I, uh, mm-hmm. so you're coming back to Orlando. Your pitching career in college is pretty much washed up, at least for that yep. point in time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're going back, and you're using other substances. Mm-hmm. All right, what happened then? Your mom so, come back, said, "Okay, yeah." She noticed something. Cut it out, Mr. Weiskin. Yeah. What's happening in here? You have siblings, don't you? I brothers do. and sisters? Yep. Three younger brothers. Any 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 brothers, any of the siblings kind of know what was happening here? Yeah, my brother closest to me uh, a long time ago said that he thought I had a problem. And that was the first time I ever heard that. And I was just kind of like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm in high school. Sure, I like to have fun. But a problem? Like, that's not me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you were in high school, were you abusing anything? Or a lot of weed? Yeah, uh, yeah. Mostly uh, just weed. Booze and, and whatever? Yeah. But not to the point where... No, not to the point where I was getting like physically dependent. Not if you're throwing a 91 hour fastball. No, not miles per hour. Holy cow! Well, yeah, it was 87. really 87. Yeah, all right. Well, well, now yeah, he's honest. Now yeah. be, you know, yeah, I was paying attention. Yeah, give or take four miles an hour. I mean, so, so you think Jim could hit a 90 mile an hour fastball with a little bit of practice? Maybe with a, a lot of practice. With a lot of practice. See, I, I, I know you I, think I don't this even is want possible. to get in. I don't even want to be near a 90, uh, 90 mile, mile an hour fastball. I thought you said you were so confident you could hit he something. He could throw of, it. No, it was Derek Jeter who said. Oh, I thought you could hit it. What does a 100 mile an hour fastball what's, what's, sound like? Sound like. And he said, it sounds like trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, well, that's good. never mind. I mean, he says, yeah. it's, it goes so fast, you lose sight of it. You mm-hmm. can't see it anymore. Looks like a grain of rice. Yeah, so forget about it. So you're back in or you're back in Winter Park. You're back in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Now you're having more problems with these other substances. Yep. And all right, somebody confronts you, or you're saying to yourself, "I got to do something about this." Yeah. So uh, I did get confronted. Um, it was your mom again. Yeah. Well, my mom and my dad were kind of in on it. Eventually, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I had to be talking about it. So, uh, so yeah, I got to the point where I couldn't quit, and I just asked for help, and I said, "I need." I need treatment. Okay. And they said, okay, we're here to help. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next step is what, rehab? Yeah. We're going to get into that in a couple of minutes. Robbie is our guest. He is uh, soon to be graduating from Rollins College, went to school in West Alabama, was on the uh, pitching team there, blew out his elbow, and there's uh, some of the problems that began right there. Take a little break. We'll come back. It's the Phillips File, a Wednesday edition on Real Radio 104.1. The Phillips file for this Wednesday. You know, every Wednesday we take the first 30 minutes or so, maybe sometimes 40 minutes, to concentrate on the opioid and heroin crisis here in Central Florida. Not just Central Florida, of course, but the rest of the nation. Uh, Robbie is our guest today. Robbie is going to graduate from Rollins College uh, this December, as I remember. And uh, he developed a uh, problem with uh, prescription pills. When he was going to school in Alabama, he was on the uh, going to school there, and he was also a pitcher for the baseball team and blew out his elbow, and that's where, as he described in the first uh, 15 minutes or so, that's where the problems began. So mm-hmm. you're doing, like, what, four oxys a day, essentially, by the it, time? Yeah, you, yeah, okay. by the time I was ready to quit. Uh, yeah, Mo was asking you during the break, I mean, what was the, what was the feeling like? I mean, yeah. you like the feeling. Yeah, so I think that's something that a lot of people are curious about that don't really understand this thing. And 
the best boys way, and girls were not encouraging anyone to do that's this. That's correct. No, no, of course not. Um, but the best way I would describe it is like all like any problem that you had that's like on the forefront of your mind is completely gone. Your body feels like it's wrapped in a warm blanket. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean it's just euphoria is like the primary reaction. That's that most the people high get. that you remember. But you told me that opioids are depressants, right? They're they they're are downers. Yep. But yeah. you still feel really warm and no anxiety at all. Yeah. And I actually did get some energy from it. It's kind of, it's a weird reverse effect that some people get. It is, mm-hmm. it is a downer. It depresses your respiration if you take too much. But some people actually report getting like a, a speedy kind of euphoria. So your mom uh, confronts you or she discovers what's going on. She mm-hmm. says, Robbie, come on, uh, let's get you out of Alabama. Let's come back to uh, Central Florida. Right. And you fall into, to a certain degree, the same pattern of of abuse. Oh yeah, if not worse. If not worse, mm-hmm. there's another there's another intervention. So what, ha- what happened then? There wasn't there wasn't another intervention. It was just uh, it was just kind of a day where I'd had enough, and I had been I was sick of being sick, literally, like yeah. physically sick, yeah. and hitting rock bottom. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's when I went to both of my parents and said, "I need treatment." And what what was their reaction? How do you what? find a place? Uh, I, well, my parents found it. Um, I'm not I'm not sure since my father's a provider. He might I don't know if he had like he didn't have connections, but I guess just research. Yeah, yeah. So you went into rehab, residential rehab. I did. Yep. So you go away for thirty. Was it here? It or was someplace nah, else. It wasn't thirty. It was in Gainesville. Yeah, in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. So how many days? It was four months. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Not 30 days. Oh, my. So there we are, 120 yeah, days. But was it, was it four months because, hey, that's the way we do it here? Or, or was it your particular case? And they said, Robbie, you know, usually we can get people out of here in 30 days. But, but you're real in sick. In your case, <laughs> you got it bad, baby. So you're staying here four months. No, no. Well, when I went, I thought it was going to be a 28-day program. Mm-hmm. But I get there, and they're like, oh, how long do you think you're staying? I was like, oh, I'm doing the 28 days. And everyone's just laughing because it's like, no, you're not. Yeah. But, uh yeah, it was a it was a ninety day program, and then I did something that they do there where you can uh, like live live there afterwards and do volunteer work and still take drug tests, see a therapist. This worked for you. Yeah. Do you ever have a? I tell people, and I'm I'm honest about it uh, on the air. I mean, if people mention cocaine or if they if I see a movie, mm-hmm. I'll immediately do this. I'll start rubbing my nose. I yeah. am, and I mean that's the absolute god honest truth. I'll just start rubbing, rubbing my nose. You remember, it comes back. Do to you have any craving? Dis- I mean, do you have any cravings? I do. I definitely do sometimes, but I think that's why. It's, have, what do you have to do when the craving comes along? I usually just call my sponsor. Okay. Uh, prayer and meditation is another thing that helps a lot of people kind of deal with cravings. Mm-hmm. Other people, you know, we hear from some people that have gone through some type of rehab and they relapse or mm-hmm. they're not crazy about the rehab they're in. John Oliver did a story on HBO this, this past, past weekend, weekend. Yeah. Huh. kind of focusing on on rehab. And I, came away, I, too, yeah, right? I, I just came away with the feeling like, you know, geez, I don't even know how you find the right one to. To 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 enter, were you lucky? Maybe in some regard. Yeah, I definitely think I was lucky because I did find a good one. You hear a lot of horror stories about these. Uh, like these, what? So a lot of the, a lot of things. I actually work with someone who's like right in the treatment industry. So you mm-hmm. hear things like people or insurance companies charging patients twelve hundred dollars for a urine test and then just repeatedly billing the insurance and they don't actually get proper treatment while they're in there. Never exposed to a twelve step program, anything like that. There's no as I 
I don't know if there's any national standard for rehab. I don't know if it's, you know, no, I are the government and you have to do this, 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 and this to be certified as a, as a rehab center. I think anybody can hang a shingle. Correct me if I'm wrong, can hang a shingle and say, I'm in, I'm in the rehab business. We could do it yeah. here, maybe during a commercial break. <laughs> yeah. Put a plaque out there and then really? come in. We talk to them for five Hi, minutes and, and, and charge them $5,000. Yeah, and patient patient brokering is what they call it, and it was actually a huge problem in South Florida, and that's why that's right. the treatment centers down there have such a bad reputation across the board. Yeah, just because a few or a lot of a lot of sober living houses and things like that kind of messed it up for all of them. Yeah, if you were to, and maybe you do, I know you're on a, another program with somebody who was on this program mm-hmm. recently. <clears throat> He's a ball of fire. Oh, was he on here? Yeah, he oh, was. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, we had him scheduled for 15 minutes, and I think he was here for about an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. He he's didn't great. stop. You can't shut you him just, up. You just wind him up and let him go. Yeah, he's great. He's, he was Love terrific. Him. Yeah, he's great. Um, are you going to stay? You know, when you graduate, are you going to stay involved in this somehow? I mean, you're you're, going, you're trying to be a physician's assistant, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But with a specialty, I mean, I know your undergraduate work, you know, you've written papers on what yeah. describe what that's about so my senior thesis was titled uh dopaminergic variants in the disease of addiction i don't you even like to repeat that words. again please yeah. dopaminergic talk. variants okay now you disease. have to talk to us like we're three-year-olds because i have no idea what that means not even a clue so, how to spell it yeah so dopamine everyone knows, you've heard of dopamine yeah it's, the a, pleasure, it's yeah the yeah. pleasure whatever in receptors, your brain yeah, yeah. A neurotransmitter so it's a chemical in your brain that attaches to specialized receptors and when it hits those receptors it's it's a G protein coupled receptor. So basically it stimulates a bunch of other things and eventually leads to you like feeling like you did something good. And this is actually a ancient reward pathway that, uh, so 200,000 years ago when the first men started evolving, this was a, it's kind of thought that it's a reward system that when say you killed a mammoth and you got food, well, that reward system in your brain would kind right. of light up and right. they would tell you you're doing something good. So yeah. yeah okay. And now it's evolved to when you take this pill, that mm-hmm. same receptor goes off. Yeah, and you're still you're still thinking like, okay, I'm doing something good. I need to repeat this behavior, and that's why, that's that's uh, it's called the limbic system. What's involved with pleasure? Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you have to replace that? I mean, in your particular case, do you have to replace that pleasure with with something else? Yeah. We we talked to one recovering addict. He was absolutely terrific. I mean, I mean, he has problems for years and years and years. Trying this, trying that, and finally got into triathlons, believe it or not. Wow. And I think he said it took up so much of his time. Hmm. He couldn't con- he couldn't do anything else, number one. And it brought him so much pleasure because he could see, you know, the his advancements and, and, and yeah. his improvements mm-hmm. that he was that he was making. Wow. And I'm just wondering whether, you know, you're not playing baseball anymore. Yeah. I'm, or are you? you know, I do softball league or something. I actually do. Yeah, I do oh, softball. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so but, he's uh, the ringer they bring in. You know, when they're having some kind of intramurals, like, oh, let's get this guy. But I also do hot yoga, so that's something else. Oh, that, that sweaty yoga in that room. Oh. Yeah. And then I I uh, do a lot of cardio workouts and lift weights and stuff like that. Really mm-hmm. hot yoga. Yes. That's where all See. the women are dressed flimsily and. <laughs> well, that's why he's in there. You know, listen. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't see how he, I don't oh, see how anybody does room. that. Oh God, I'm sweating just thinking about it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but that gives you a sense of peace. It does. It gives you you, know, you kind of get into the practice. Yeah. And high, high intensity uh, exercise also releases endorphins, and endorphins actually right. are opiates are actually shaped just like endorphins, and they bind to the same receptors. So, yeah. Would you refer to yourself as a recovering addict? How do yeah. you what? Yeah, you're recovering. recovering addict. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're always recovering. 
Yes. Yeah, I don't think... You're never cute. Like, this John Oliver piece, these two jokers who have this really fancy and expensive rehab center in California or somewhere, Mm -hmm. you know, they're sitting on a sofa, and one of them says, well, what do you say when people walk out the door after the 30 days? And they say, you're cured. Wow. Um, So you never will feel cured, right? Mm -hmm. That's not a word that is attached to you, is it? Yeah. Uh, The medical community looks at addiction as a chronic relapsing disease that can be arrested, but there is no long-term cure. So to say that you're cured, I think, is kind of... Not hypocrisy, but it's just a ludicrous statement. How do you, how do you respond to those people? We get them every single time in all these interviews we've done. Oh, it's just, uh, you know, they're weak and uh, just say no. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's their problem? And I mean, your your reaction to that attitude, I don't pay them mm-hmm. any attention anymore because I think it's I think it's yeah. just being ignorant. It's short-sighted. Yeah, but what yeah. do you think so How do you respond that? to that? It's not a weakness in character, is it? No. No, I don't think it is a weakness in character. And I... In my experience, the majority of those people that do respond that way either don't know a lot about the disease of addiction, haven't done their research, right. and kind of just jump to conclusions. And actually, a lot of people that uh, that respond like that actually do have someone who is in active addiction in their lives, and that's kind of how they see them. So they see everyone out there like that. Right. Hey, we want to thank you for stopping by. You've been a great guest. Of course. So that fastball, what was the two-finger split uh, fastball? What you, would you do there? Uh, two seam. Two seam? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Right. Does that mean something to you? What does that mean? Oh, come on, Mo. Yeah, come on, Mo. Oh, look, everybody knows that. It's guys. Everybody knows that. Oh, it's boy stuff. Exactly. All right, fine. Never come mind. Come on. All right, forget it. Thanks, Robbie, for yeah. stopping by. You've been <laughs> of a great course. guest. Take a little break. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Let's get some news, by the way. Thanks to Robbie for stopping by, helping us out as we uh, continue every Wednesday to take 30 minutes or so to focus on the opioid and heroin crisis in Central Florida. He was a good guest. Good kid. Mm-hmm. All right, Mo's got some news. Oh, I have a little bit of something. Right, what do uh, Florida is marking a milestone today because I don't know if you remember, but we have an infestation of Burmese pythons in the Everglades. So Florida has been paying a group of 25 hunters to catch and kill these things. And today, maybe yesterday, late yesterday, they finally made a milestone. The 1,000th python was collected in that program, was measured and weighed out down in Homestead. Uh, they have, you know, at first they let any old body in there into the Everglades to grab out a Burmese python and people got stuck and they got trapped and they got sick and they got sun spots and stuff. I mean, it was awful. Uh, it turns out that they have most of the things that they harvested down there. The pythons were female. The females can produce up to 70 eggs a year. So you can see now why there is an infestation of this. And I'm not even sure how this started. Uh, they estimate right now, Jim, this kind of gives, this is nightmare material for me. Tens of thousands of pythons. Whoa. Tens of thousands of pythons are estimated to be slithering right now through the Everglades. Thanks a lot, everybody. Who put those out there? What's that about? They get tied on with my python anymore. They flush it. No, they just take it out to the edge of the Everglades and dump it. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the python's not going to turn around and head for Coral Gables. No. It's going to head out to where it can get some animal to feed these on. giant constrictors can grow over 20 feet long have eliminated 99 percent of the native mammals down in this the is, uh, you know and they're they're decimating the food sources for the nat the natives the native predators we thought we were Everglades. making a little yeah. bit of recovery no. you know after mm-hmm. we got on big sugar to clean up their cesspool no. that they created down there Mm-mm. and uh and then and then this happens <laughs> somebody who said they grew up we're down in the there. midst of the sixth extinction i was thinking about this morning sixth you know one? Sixth one, you know, the tree of life has gone through five five extinctions, 
and we're now on the sixth one. But this one is one that we created on our own. Mm, that's not good. I, I've, I have no doubts whatsoever about this anymore. I don't know whether it's cosmological. I don't know if it's some grand plan. Mm. I have no idea where, but I am absolutely convinced we are in the process of killing ourselves off from this planet. The planet will refresh itself and thrive again and, uh, this, and create new life. It's been doing it for billions and billions of years. This one guy who grew up down there, not in the Everglades, but nearby, said, at any given morning, you used to see 20, 30, 40 rabbits any given morning. I've only seen one since I started this Python program, and he looked scared. If you look at the planet, the planet as yes, a 24-hour clock, uh-huh. the human existence on this planet, it's a 24-hour clock, all right? Mm-hmm. Our, the human existence on this planet is represented by one blink of the eye. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson. We think said, that think we're just, you know, mm-hmm. like we've been in charge forever, and it's mm. just... The, Federal investigators. Yeah, maybe Jim, 60, 70 years, then CLA. Poof. Federal investigators are looking into the collapse of that pedestrian bridge down by FIU. And now they confirm today that they're looking at the emergence of all of those cracks that developed right before the thing fell on all of those cars. Mm. They released a preliminary report that said investigators are focusing on, on, on the cracks, which were discovered just a few days before five people were killed by the crush and were crushed, really. By, by the falling structure. Uh, they have no idea what started the cracks going, but it was, you know, they were so proud and they were bragging that this was an accelerated construction method that was supposed to reduce risks to workers and pedestrians, but it turns out they rushed maybe a little too much and they squished a bunch of people underneath. So they have to go back to the drawing board on that one. A federal transportation panel also has recommended to the state of Florida and all states actually that all new large school buses be equipped with not just seat belts, but the three-point safety strap as well, shoulder belts. Uh, they say that there is absolutely no reason why the big school buses should not have that three-point system on new, brand-new school buses. I mean, I don't think they're going to retrofit all the stuff, but they're going to say any new school bus that rolls off the line should have a three-point seat belt. We heard earlier the concern for them never going ahead with this. At least one observation was mm-hmm. they didn't think that young kids... In case of fire, could get out. Could get out. Mm-hmm. That could be, you know, a little six or seven year old kid. You know, I mean, they drive with their parents and can figure out how to maybe get out of the seatbelt. But I don't know about on a, on a, you know, especially if there's a, a an emergency. And well, a if crisis. it rolls, I mean, yeah, you can't get out. I don't know. They're going uh, to go all over the place. Mm-hmm. It'd be like you know bowling pins. That's true. The National Hurricane Center says, uh oh, says the chances of some kind of system. Moving into the Gulf of Mexico is increasing. Now they call it 60% Uh that it's going to be a tropical depression developing in the next couple of days, right over the weekend, the holiday weekend. They say that means during the upcoming Memorial Day, many Floridians will see heavy rain, gusty winds, tropical downpours, which is no good. Where, here? Florida, all over. It's going to be very bad. What a beautiful day, though, huh? I mean, the sun was was out today, finally some warmth and just... Then it just feel good. Just stand out there. Ah. Feel the rays from King Sun. Ah, very cool. Saul. Thank you, King Sun. We call Sun. it Saul. Or yeah. Ra. Uh-huh. <laughs> Miami's Major League Soccer team may finally have a name. The Isn't that the David Beckham one? Yes. Right? Uh, down See. in Miami. Uh, it, they now report that they are going to call themselves the Miami Freedom. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah. Looks like Freedom is the name they chose. Freedom. I'm just saying. Yeah, Freedom. Why? I don't know. They could, should have gotten, like, posh. 
Or Deco. Stop it. Or scary. Oh, sporty spices. Oh, no. Yeah, when is she going to smile? Every time she's got a posh. (sighs) That's Victoria Beckham. Yeah, he's there, you know. What? He's always smiling. He's He's looking good. He's handsome. handsome. He's just looking like a life is just wonderful. Look at me. She's always got that puss. Because it creates wrinkles. (laughs) Maybe. Smiling. And I Come on. You've got to be careful. Maybe she has a tooth issue. I don't think so. Oh, so is that four hundred million dollars? No, I don't know. Maybe she's wearing braces. She's embarrassed. You're or taking the Brits mo and their no, teeth. No, I'm not. She's been wearing no, braces you... for fifteen years. I don't know. Some well, people are embarrassed to if they have braces. About our teeth. Some people are embarrassed if they have braces. I don't know what she's well, got. Well, hygiene is not up to the same level as it is in the United States. Everybody knows that. Uh, search is underway. Well, how rude. Jim, a search is <laughs> I'm underway. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't even know if they have fluoride in the water. We don't. I don't think Winter Springs has fluoride in the water. We don't. Well, look at his teeth. Now you know why. What's happening? Jack has a nice smile. And every time I go to the hygienist, they want to do the fluoride. I'm like, nope, take that off my bill. Yeah. Turns the frogs gay anyway. Yeah. Jim, they're looking for a North Carolina man who fell (laughs) overboard from a cruise ship in the Gulf of Mexico, was sailing out of Tampa. Jeez. The 50-year-old guy uh, from Greensboro, North Carolina, was discovered missing from his cruise ship Uh yesterday. The ship was already about 85 miles west of Fort Myers, and they looked with aircraft at Clearwater and all that, and they cannot find him. You done the it, story about the NFL yet? Not yet. Are going to do that? That's a big How? story. Oh, boy. I mean, I'm just, I could jump through. Yeah, Ooh, let's okay, get to fine. the heart of the matter. Uh, this is a big, big story. NFL teams will be fined, Jim, if their players yeah. kneel in protest during the national anthem. This the commissioner, stupid. Roger Goodell, said the new policy subjects teams to a fine if a a player or any other team personnel don't show appropriate respect for the anthem. Teams will have the ability to find any player for kneeling. They say that's no good. And players will then have the option to remain in the locker room during the anthem. Oh, okay. So you can stay in, but if you come out, you're standing up. The new policy was unanimously approved by the NFL's 32 owners. I've always, I mean, for many years now, have thought, that we ought to just do away with the national anthem at sporting events. Mm. We don't play the national anthem before the start of a play. We don't say, you know, we go to a concert. We don't stand up for the national anthem. Mm-hmm. This is a play on the part of sports to somehow you're not, you know, you'll love this sport because if you don't, you know, mm. I mean, it's just, you know, they, they get the bombers flying over. You got the, I mean, it's a spectacle. I like that just as much as anybody, but let's realize what's going on here. They may, and plus, the NFL makes money off of this. That's true. You know, they charge the Pentagon for the flyover type thing. Yeah, if they're they doing a flyover. Yeah, they make money off this stuff. Yeah, you want the flyover? You want the Thunderbirds? You want a big, a gigantic flag? You want those guys flying? You know, dropping down with you know their army parachutes and oh, all that, that kind of stuff. Oh, that parachute's cool. Yeah, you're gonna pay for that. Mm. And in return, you know, you can say uh, you're more patriotic than uh, people who go to. Uh, uh, name a sporting event where there's not the national anthem. Uh, I don't know. Ooh. I don't know if I can anymore. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> tennis. I don't think they play it sure? at tennis. I have no idea. I, where are they going to play it at? Like Forest Hills? Well, they, they have a recording someplace. USA. No, I don't think so. The do U.S. They, Open? They don't play it, do they? Do they do it at a golf tournament? I don't know. No. There you go. How tennis you and know? golf. I don't think they do it at either one. Diehard Star Wars fans have, are already camping out in front of the uh, Chinese theater, the Groman, whatever it used to be, the Groman's Chinese <laughs> theater, yeah, ahead of the though. newest film release. Dozens are lined up on the Hollywood Boulevard this morning, decked out in all of their Star Wars stuff. Yeah, galaxy. They're having fun. What's it called? Solo, colon, Woo! a Star Wars it? story. I did. I saw it Monday night. It is fantastic. Jim, 
Four out of five. Mm. Four out of five Bradshaws. Uh, the nationwide the, the past five movies I've seen, I've given four. Everything out of five. is uh, after a while. You can't believe them. It <laughs> it, doesn't it's make any great. Sense. It really is a good movie. Mm. I loved it. It's called Solo: Colon, A Star Wars Story. It is about the early life of Han Solo, directed by Opie Cunningham. And who's uh, who's right. starring in this? I don't know. Oh, here it is. It's starring yeah. Alden, Aaron Reich, Amelia Clark, Donald Glover, and Woody Harrelson. Yes, Donald Glover plays Lando Calrissian. He is fantastic in it. And Woody, Amelia- what does he do? Woody is in it as well, and Amelia Clark is Mother of Dragons. Did you get dressed up for it? I did not. No. Would you like to? Yeah, we didn't think of it. No. I, I, Were there other people dressed up? Uh, yeah, uh, yes. Few. But yeah. Not not to uh, a crazy extent. Just their Star Wars shirt. That's cool. I mean, yeah, that's fine. If you're having fun, you know who cares. Blog and Molly had her Han Solo mini skirt uh, or skirt that Whoa. she made. Oh. Nice. Okay then. She's busy getting dressed oh, yeah. up for Megacon this weekend. I got my lightsaber thinking about that. No oh, boy. <laughs> Pul- need a blaster for this movie. Pulitzer Prize winning novelist Philip Roth has died at the age of 85. He was born what? and raised in Newark, New Jersey. What kind Lost- of bit do you think he'll get? Lost another one. Yep. Less than Tom Wolfe. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, not that double truck in the middle. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that... They're going to go full page? Yeah. To, uh, Philip They're going to go a page and a half. Double truck is that a new a newspaper term? Yes. Philip mm-hmm. Roth is one was one of America's greatest contemporary novelists. Philip Roth was so was Tom Tom Wolf. So I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's like when it's I think open, Tom Wolf had just a little bit more. Well, he was so natty as so, a dresser. Yeah. And, you know, is a truck like the printing process? So a double truck would be like both pages? Like, no, it's when you open it up. It's almost like the center. Fo- when yeah. two pages are the same story yeah. and it goes across both pages. Right. Yes. That's considered, that's what I think you call a double truck. But why, where does truck come from? Yeah. I, I, I'm wondering if, is it the printer itself? And Jim, maybe you know this. From where like, why the do they print, call it is it truck? a truck, the thing that holds... Like all the plates that does the printing. Where's Maxwell? No, that's not Scott. a truck. The truck might be. It's part. Yeah, it's. But I can't remember. It's, it's a machinery. It's term. part of the of the printing. Yeah. Press. So two pages would be a double truck for this story. For this, yes. Yeah. That, that I need another your... truck. <laughs> I don't know. One's not enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I always wanted mm-hmm. to do to learn how to make those little paper hats that printers used to wear oh. <laughs> out of newspaper. Yeah. Take an origami class at the library. Nice. I don't want to That's do that. That's quite a look. sitting around with a bunch Philip of Philip Roth. Back to farts. Philip Roth. I don't believe he'll get a double truck, but Roth was born and raised in Newark, author of such classics as Portnoy's Complaint, Goodbye Columbus, American Pastoral. Very know. dark. Funny, though. I mean, but very dark. Philip and Roth. talked a lot about the Jewish experience. He talked about sex. He talked about life in America, all this kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, he died of at age 85 of congestive heart failure in Manhattan. I mean, uh, really big deal in the literary world. Oh, yes. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't think it'll get two pages. No, I don't know. P- pictures and books like they did with Thomas Wolfe, you know, or Tom Wolfe, with the pictures of the books. Certainly a full page. Uh-huh. Yeah. With the story beginning on the front page with photo. Because he's New York, and that's New York Times. and that's, yeah, yeah, it's Philip Roth, though. The second season of the Netflix series, 13 Reasons Why, yeah. about the suicide or whatever, is right. being criticized. Again, like the first one. No, not for that. Over a scene that involves a a sexual assault that later leads to a school shooting. Season two came out last Friday and the finale. um, I I don't think I'm ruining anything, but it talks about a kid getting attacked by other students in a bathroom. I don't get anything away. Um, And and somebody gets. I haven't seen the first season. I want to see this. 
Parents have called on the show to be canceled over this episode, which has sodomy and all kinds of things in it. It came out the same day as the school shooting in Santa Fe, Texas. Uh, and there is a shooting in it, and they it, say, oh, my God, it's just too much, too close to home, bad timing, all of that. It's on Netflix. You don't have to pay for Netflix. Wham, Everybody wham. pays for Netflix. It's almost as annoying as the people who now say they want to cancel their Netflix because they gave the Obamas a deal to produce three documentaries. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're going to make me watch them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pushing their Recommended lib- for you. <laughs> Libtard Netflix agenda. Mm-hmm, here we go again. I did. Oh, I want to make sure I didn't get to the food. First, thing. I got that damn uh, you know, Jane Fonda on there. Hanoi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hanoi Jane. Yeah. You know, and that. Lily Tomlin. Grace and whatever her name is. Yeah. Uh, ha- That's a good show. Today is May 23rd, 2018. Very light in nature. It's not- uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Today yes. is May 23rd, the food day I forgot to mention yeah, before. It's, I know you don't like it, so just what is it? What do you got? Taffy Day. I like Taffy. Saltwater Tur- Taffy? Yeah, Jim was the one who got us the Bonomo Bonomo Turkish, Turkish Taffy, Turkish I, like. taffy. I, like. I like saltwater uh. Taffy. I like Taffy. Oh, it's fudge you don't like. I'm sorry. I, don't I was like confused. Fudge. Unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for uh, listening. Uh, yeah. There's another day that's fudge day. That's why I was thinking. I was looking at looking further down on the week. Um, okay, let me go back here. Uh, to May 23rd is also officially Stormy Daniels Day in Hollywood. What? The adult film store is, was given a key to the city today to honor her involvement in the current movement against sexual assault. Stormy is currently in a legal battle, as you know, with the Trumpster and his attorney, Michael Cohen, fighting to get out of this non-disclosure agreement. And today is in L.A. or West L.A. It is officially Stormy Daniels Day. Wait. Was Avenatti there it, or was he at the bank trying to uh, gather $10 million to pay the, pay off that judgment against him? How is she a symbol of sexual assault? She had... Consexual sex. Consensual. Right. Consensual. Consexual. No, that's not it. Consensual. She agreed to it. Their lawsuit is over not saying anything about it. The NDA, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Right. Not sure. Unclear. Um, Not clear. Consexual. No, no, that's not right. Watch this. We also want to mourn the passing today, as well, I'll get to birthdays in just a second, of a Western... Star, I guess you would say. Clint Walker, dead at age 90. Oh, from Cheyenne. Yes. Uh, also congested- I mean, he wasn't from Cheyenne. He was on the show Cheyenne. No, 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 Cheyenne. Yeah, his first major role was in the film The Ten Commandments, believe it or not. Yeah. And then he landed the starring role in that show. You mentioned the TV show yeah. Cheyenne about good a looking, cowboy. Good looking booger. Who fights bad guys in the Old West. Yeah. The show ran for seven years White from hat. the late 50s to early 60s. Mm-hmm. His other credits include Nothing But the, oh, None But the Brave, sorry, The Dirty Dozen, and Small Soldiers. All right, let's Jim, move to birth. Yes. Real quick, double truck thanks to Real Mobile, our texting service, 77031. We love you. The metal sheets for newspapers that used to be rolled out on large hand carts called trucks. Mm. Double truck meant it's two pages across the fold and it takes up two hand carts. Nice. Well, there you go. All right. Thank you very much. We learn something new every day on this program. Birthdays. Happy, happy birthday to singer Jewel. Ooh. Ooh, from Alaska. Believe it or not, Jewel is now 44. On the dot. Oh, my God. Yeah. I did not know that. I, bro- I did uh-huh. not know it. I took right, a shot. Yeah. I did the math. They, they right. I'm going to take it. Come I on. I think they doubt Spread you. the love here. Yeah, no. Hey, Carlos had it on the uh-huh. I them. Yeah. Drew Carey. Aha. Uh-huh. I don't think he had that one. Damn it. 54. <gasps> Ooh, Pinky. close. Yeah. Give me a window. 52. I don't know. Jump through. 53? No, he's 60. Jim. Crap. No way. He looks good. 60. Happy, happy birthday! It's because he lost weight. And finally, Joan Same. Collins. Oh. She's still alive? Dynasty, yeah. Huh? 81. 
How'd you turn off your mic? 83. 82? <laughs> Older. Who said 83? Uh, Jim. I oh. said 83. Oh, Pinky, 85. Wow. 85, wow. And Joan that's Collins. the la da Just Call Me Moira. Is it Joan Collins who was in Playboy that one time? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that the one that Otto had the hots for? I got it right here. You want to see it? No, he had the hots for Queen Latifah. No, 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 no. No, she had the hots for him. No, it was, who was that, that older was actress? Ray. The older actress. I thought it was Joan Collins. I thought he had the hots for Joan Collins. I don't know. Somebody I think likes. it was Joe Crawford. I, I can't help. Oh, maybe that's right. <laughs> maybe Joe <Joan> Crawford. <laughs> that's <laughs> a lot. Of those those Just call me Moira. Take a little break. We're going to open up the lines. We'll pick one of you at random to play against Pinkman in a bonus round of closest to the pin. Of course, if you win, you will have good fortune for the rest of your life. More on that later on Real Radio 104.1. <laughs> To win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. From... And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! That's right, a bonus round of closest to the pin. Jen is on the line. She will play against Pinkman, trying to win that You Matter business card. If she does, she will have good fortune for the rest of her life if she loses. Woo-hoo. Bad luck for 24 hours. By the way, this uh, bonus round of closest to the pin is in honor of Mark Quinn. Uh, Mark Quinn, who has contributed... Uh, a lot to the success of many of the bits that we do on this program for uh, for many years uh, passed away suddenly this past weekend, and uh, we couldn't believe it when we heard it. it's like uh, that can't be right. Uh, the, you know, our Mark Quinn, yeah, it's uh, yeah our Mark Quinn. So we certainly pass on our condolences to his family, and yeah, our hearts are heavy. We just want to say thank you very much. I mean, he uh, did a good job. You know, anytime people volunteer, whether it's Brad or Mark Quinn. To do some of the work that we should we, we should be doing on our own, we <laughs> would like to grateful. thank you very much. <laughs> Just gives us more time to sit in the office with our feet up on the desk and, have and a donut. eat donuts or whatever mm-hmm. we want to do. Sure. So our condolences to his family and uh, wonderful guy. Uh, loved coming to sweet. our events, the yep. poker tournament, face the file. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, he and I went to a Yankee spring training game a year ago. Just uh, wonderful man. Nice. Uh, you know, and once again, you know. Too young for this uh, this kind of stuff, but uh, our condolences go out to uh, to his family about this. All right, Jen's on the line. Let's get this underway. This bonus round of closest to the pen, Mr. Pinkman. Why don't you go to the soundproof booth? We'll bring you back in a couple of minutes to set your handicap. Hey, Jen, how are you today? I'm great, sir. How are you? Uh, not doing uh, too bad, thank <laughs> you. I've got ten questions for you, including the infamous crow question on the end. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, Jen, right into the phone so I can hear your answers loud and clear. Good luck to you. Here we go. In three, two, one, begin. Jen, with no evidence, President Trump now claims the Justice Department may have planted a spy in his campaign. I Spy, the TV show with Robert Culp and Bill Cosby, ran for how many seasons? Seven. Spy versus Spy is a wordless comic strip in Mad Magazine and made its debut in what year? 1956. Speaking of spies, the Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA, was formed in what year? 
1972. Talk about spies. The Americans has been a hit on the FX cable network. The show has had how many seasons? Three. Spy Kids was a stupid movie starring Anthony Banderas and released in what year? 1994. Anthony Banderas is starring in a movie about the painter Pablo Picasso. Picasso died in what year? 19... I'm sorry, 2008. Pablo Escobar was a notorious Colombian drug lord. He died in a shootout in what year? 1996. What's the population of Colombia, South America? 1,750,000. The space shuttle Columbia was launched for the first time in what year? 1988. Get it within 20... Get it within 25, you went outright. If Pablo Escobar was a crow in Medellin, Colombia, he would have to fly how many miles to reach the city of Cali, Colombia? 525. Time. There you go. All right. Thanks, Jen. Okay. All right. Oh, you went yeah. on the back this time. It was very tricky. Yeah, ran out of space. Yeah. Long questions, longer answers. All right. It's a good It's all bet. good. It's a, it much. is. It works. I don't think uh, people love this. Junior will know it. What? No, they hate it, actually. It, it's it's overwhelming. Too bad. I don't care what they hate. The more Come they on. hate it, the more I'll do it. <laughs> they hate it even more. I'll have three of these a day. All right, don't let, don't let him. Don't let Pinkman take off any time of what? his handicap, and I bet he still wins on time. Why? <laughs> oh, because it takes... Oh, All right, uh, Pinkman, roll the dice. We set it at 18. Whatever number you roll, we'll take off 18. That will be your handicap. Aye. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? Oh, man, that was... What it, it's a four. A four? Ah, 14. The easy way? All right, here we go. Um, I got 10 questions for you, including the one. crow question. Yeah, Are you easy. ready? Yes. Here we go. Listen up now. Yeah, good luck, Jen. Here we go. In three, two, one, begin. Pinky, with no evidence, President Trump now claims the Justice Department may have created a, uh, may have planted a spy in his campaign. I Spy, the TV show with Robert Culp and Bill Cosby, ran for how many seasons? Four. Spy versus Spy is a wordless comic strip in Mad Magazine and made its debut in what year? 1978. Speaking of spies, the Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA, was formed in what year? 1950. Talk about spies. The Americans has been a hit on the FX cable network. The show has had how many seasons? Six. Spy Kids was a stupid movie starring Anthony <laughs> Banderas and released in what year? Uh, that was 2001. Anthony Banderas is starring in a movie about the painter Pablo Picasso. Picasso died in what year? That would have been the year 1912. Pablo Escobar was a notorious Colombian drug lord. He died in a shootout in what year? Uh, 1994. What's the population of Colombia, South America? Uh, Four million. The space shuttle Columbia was launched for the first time in what year? 19. 1987. You know, within 25, you went outright. If Pablo Escobar was a crow in Medellin, Colombia, he would have to fly how many miles to reach the city of Cali, Colombia? Uh, 62. Time? Mm. Anthony. Oh, it's close. What? Antonio Banderas? Yes, it is Antonio, Antonio yeah. Banderas. He anglicized oh, it briefly. Anthony. Sorry That's about right. that. It's fine. Yeah, he just hit that. That's fine. Everybody it's fine. Knows. But Anthony when you Banderas. did it for one guy, you got to do it for the other. Yeah. Anthony or Banderas. Or uh, I Spy, the TV show with Robert Culp and Bill Cosby, ran for how many seasons, Jen said? Seven. And Pinky? Four. Three. Oh, Pinkman gets Spy versus Spy, a Mad Magazine, made its debut in what year, Jen said? 56. Pinkman? 78. 61. 
Oh, Jen evens it up. Central Intelligence Agency formed in what year, Jen said? 72. Pinkman. 50. 47. Pinkman. Uh, the Americans, a spy program, but a hit on the FX cable network. Never seen an episode. Mm-mm. The show's been on for how many seasons, Jen said? Three. Pinkman. Six. Right on the money. Six. Oh, Whoa, really? I yep. thought it was more. <laughs> spy Kids. <laughs> terrible movie starring uh, Banderas. You said it was stupid. Yeah, stupid movie. Yeah, it is it's terrible, dumb. awful, horrible. All right. It's for kids. It was released in what year? Jen said even kids hated it. <laughs> Jen said. <laughs> they didn't think it was stupid, though. Oh, they, yeah, they did. Oh. Yeah, you go out in the streets of Orlando, grab uh, anybody who was a kid kids? then. Yeah. What do you think of Spy? This is horrid. I was a, stupid. stupid. I was a kid then. It was released in what year? Uh, Jen said. Uh, 94. Pinky. 2001. Yeah, 2001, right Whoa, in the Whoa, he knew exactly oh, yeah, on the yeah. dot, yeah. Antonio Banderas starring in a movie about the painter Pablo Picasso. Picasso died in what year, Jen said? 2008. Pinky. 1912. 1973. I don't know who gets that one. Goes to Jen. Right? Yes. Let's give Jen the point. Yes, yes, absolutely. Pablo Escobar, the drug lord, was killed in a shootout in what year, Jen said? Uh, 96. Pinky. 94. 93. Oh, Pinkman. What's the the population of of Colombia, South America? Jen said. She was very specific. 1,750,000. Ooh, Pinkman. she's good. And Pinkman said 4 million. It's 50 million. It's 50 million. Yeah. That, I don't believe that. Space Pinkman. Shuttle Columbia Whoop. launched for the first time in what year? Yeah, you might have to look that up. I might have Columbia someplace else. <laughs> I don't know what would it be, 50 though. million? Yeah. Maybe it was five. Mm. The Space Shuttle Columbia launched for the first time in what year, Jen said? 88. Pinkman. 87. 81. Oh, Pinky, you're cleaning up on Here this Here we one. go. Get it within 25. You went outright. If now, Pablo... she could take it all away from you like that guy did last week. Wouldn't all that right. be awesome? I'd <laughs> rather Jen have it than that guy who will never be playing again. <laughs> ah, just saying. If uh, Pablo Escobar was a crow at Medellin, Colombia, mm-hmm. he would have to fly how many miles to reach the city of Cali, Colombia? Mm-hmm. Jen said. Come on, Jen. 525. 525. Oh, Pinkman yeah. said. 62. The answer, Pablo Escobar, if he was alive and didn't have all those bullet holes, oh, uh, he'd know. flap his wings. He would have to fly a total. Yes. If he was flying from Medellin to oh, Cali, yes. 205 miles. Oh, Pinky, uh, Pinky gets it yeah. and wins the game. Sorry, yeah. Jen. Bad luck Ooh. for you for 24 hours starting now. Ooh. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to oh, the yeah. pin. Oh, yeah. One Pablo. It's uh, 48.65 million as of 2016. So, yeah, 50 is 50's close enough. enough. Yeah, yeah. 50. What is my record? Mm, now it's 40 wins and 34 losses. They ever watch the Americans? No. I, I tried. People love it. I know. I, tried, I watched the first episode and it was good. I was trying to find something my wife and I could watch. She wasn't interested. I never went back to it. <laughs> but you know what show we did enjoy? Mm-mm. And season two is coming out next month. What's that? Glow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which one is that? Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. With Mark Merrill. Oh, my God. I love that program. Wasn't that good? Did you watch the whole season? I did, yeah. June it was tw- terrific. June 26th, season two comes out. The other out. one I'm looking forward to is the, what is it, the fabulous, uh, what's her name? Baker Brothers. No, the one about the... Miss Markle or Miss Burden. Uh, what's oh, the one, the comedian. Marvelous, the yes. Marvelous, Marvelous Mrs. Merton Maisel. 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 On there Amazon, right? Yes, that's yeah. on Amazon, and that was excellent. Points. Mm-hmm. That's one you and your wife can watch together. We did. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. In like two days, three Production days. It was excellent. Oh, yes. you watched it all that quick? Oh. Yes. Funny. I haven't seen it. When does Glow start again? 
uh, in about a month, June twenty sixth, oh, I believe. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, it was good. Mm. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Mm. Did you watch it, Mo? Mm-mm. There's some wrestling. Good- she's not, she don't have time wrestling. for that. No, it's oh not, no, it's, it's no, not it's all about. Yeah, wrestling. not all about wrestling. Oh, I thought it's it was about wrestling. No, she's being human. watching. Home improvement shows. Rachel Maddow followed oh, well, by the Property true. Brothers. Then she goes back to you know Lawrence O'Donnell. And that's then true. She's... And then I watch House Hunters International. That's a good one. Yeah, I like it. Rich people buying. There's one that's homes. filmed here in Orlando called Zombie House Hunters. It's either on. I found that today from somebody, and it's all done in this area. So I'm gonna have to find What's where that, that all is. about. And we have a it's... clip of the show. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> 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 no, it's, you know, this these, a couple of guys get together and they buy a house that they think they're going to flip, you know, and one's a designer and one is a builder and one is a roofer and one's a whatever. Anyway, they drive up and down the streets of Orlando and you see houses that you know and neighborhoods you recognize and, and then they buy it and flip it. Of course, once you get behind the wall, there's all this manner of problem. You know, there's always a problem. What's the one with Chip and who's the Chip? Joanna Gaines. I'm tired of him. Fixer upper. Throw a hammer through a window. Yeah, that's oh. awesome. Yeah, what are you doing that for? That's he likes to have fun. He likes to make a lot of noise. I can understand the drywall, but those, oh. you know, you can take those windows, either sell them or donate them to somebody who might need them. It wasn't out of anger? Mm-mm. No, he just did it because it was a lark, and somebody needs to get him some conditioner. It's the Phillips file <laughs> on real radio. Damn. Rare. You seen his hair? Yeah. It's really long and unkempt. He shaved it, though. I don't want to shave shaved it. What do you mean, shaved it? He shaved he it for uh, charity. He gathered a bunch of donations and was like, I'll shave bald for charity. Are you went bald? Uh, he, like, shaved all the way down. Yeah. No kidding. Oh, yeah, bro. Oh, now you like him again? He's a nice guy. He, he just no, really like loves demo I like both of them. I just, I just mm. to me, what? you know, this... I find it a little bit phony. I bet behind closed doors they can't stand one another. Oh, they seem so lovey-dovey. He wants to be in San Francisco. Mm. She wants to be in New York. You keep saying that. I guarantee you you watch this. Now, it might take a couple of more years, but you watch this. They're headed right for Splitsville. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound. The thrill of victory. The policeman isn't there to create disorder. And the agony of defeat. The policeman is there to preserve disorder. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. I haven't hit that candy machine in three days. I think it's about time. You're getting the shakes? What's Let's the matter with you? Let's hear what's in Jack's audio file. Oh, boy. Uh, Jim, continuing on a story that I brought you yesterday about an unfortunate situation in Maryland where a police officer just three years on the job by the name of Amy Caprio was killed. A little more on that. She, uh, I guess, was responding to a robbery, and uh, there were four teenagers. Three of them were robbing a house, and then you had the driver of the uh, getaway car, 16-year-old Donta Harris, and... When she came up, he uh, ran her over with the car. She fired her uh, camera showed a shot that she took a shot at him, but uh, she died of her injuries. And now the 16 year old uh, uh, driver who was described by the police chief as a one man crime wave. uh, They're going to charge as an adult. He did an act which uh, impacts a family, a spouse, brothers and sisters in law enforcement, the institution. That young man has has done an act which he should be treated as an adult. 
So, 16 years old, the other three teenagers were inside. Now, they have them all in custody, but they have not charged them with anything as of yet. Our investigators are running out leads. They're putting together a case that would be prosecutable. We don't want to miss anything in this case. We want to make sure it's a good, tight case. If we charge the remaining defendants with any criminal violations, any crimes, we want to make sure we can prove it in court. I thought if... One's in, they're all in. If you uh, are charged with a felony, if you are caught committing a felony with someone else and someone dies, all all of those people are Depends. on the hook. As a matter of fact, we'll talk with Scott Maxwell later in the program because his column today is about that uh, police shooting over in uh, the shopping center off of Bumby and Colonial. Um, Shoplifting. Yeah, the shoplifting yeah. where he took off or whatever, and the police opened fire. Uh, he was killed. Um, the police officer who had a body camera, the batteries were dead. The other police officer, who I think was relatively new to the force, had no body camera. The family's asking questions, but they've charged the people. This was this was a shoplifting. Started shoplifting. This wasn't guns a blazing in a rot bank robbery. And uh, the people in the car of the person, I guess they were alleged shoplifters, they've been charged with felony murder. Because, Mm-mm. or felony attempted murder, I Mm-mm. guess, is, is what it is. Because, I guess the, 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 the state attorney says, well, the driver of the car attempted to injure the police officers. Therefore, because they were in the car, they can be tried. I think that's a stretch. Those two girls who were I in the car, I just there, think were, that's yeah, there were a, I a lot think of other people. I mean, yeah. that's a stretch. And OPD has some questions to answer about this as well. Mm-hmm. The family is saying, you know, nobody's saying this guy was a Boy Scout, but really. I thought there was an OPD rule regulation that said you don't fire, you know. And they were driving away. Unless you're in imminent, da- you know, imminent danger of losing your life or being injured. They say the car this was a weapon. A, yeah, this is, yeah, yeah, they say that all the time. Mm-hmm. Most of the time justified, sometimes not. Guess I'm not going to be invited to the policeman's ball anytime soon. No, probably not. I'm glad to see the rest of the media picked up on that story I was yakking about yesterday about the, you know, the uh, the cameras. Uh, face recognition. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, Jack. I just had to get that in. No, that's fine. It's important to get that out there. You need to, you know, that need uh, the word needs to be spread far and wide. I don't have much time. For public outcry, <laughs> for our elected officials to pay attention. I got six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got things to say. And I got to get it out. Then you'll just be lounging out by your swimming mm-hmm. pool all day. Not In your way. underpants. Oh. Nice. Oh. But before oh. you do that, let me warn you, Jim, did you know that the CDC Center for Disease Control has a healthy swimming program? What? The head of it, Michelle Hilavsa, mm-hmm. wants to talk to you about healthy swimming. And by talk to you, I mean scare the crap out of you before you get in the water like cryptosporidium, a parasite that causes diarrhea, legionella, a bacterium that causes a severe pneumonia, and pseudomonas, a bacterium that can cause a skin infection or an ear infection, commonly known as swimmer's ear. They say that contaminated swimming water is a big problem, and some of it is not killed by chlorine. There were almost 500 outbreaks across the United States over 15 years. These outbreaks were linked to pools, hot tub spas, and water playgrounds. It's those hot tubs. Yeah. That's where it is. That's stupid. They're heating up all that stuff. (laughs)
Yeah. Oh, come on. Don't that say goose that. goose too. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's You know wrong. it as well as well, I do. Yeah. In public, what you have to check in public, just like, you know, mm-hmm. they're not... We don't have to publicly, in Florida, I don't believe they publicly post in restaurants the inspection reports, do they? Mm -mm. Like, other places, like I know California, they have to have it there, or New York, they're in the window, and you see a letter grade, I believe, in California, like an A, B, C, and they're right up in the window. Remember that show where they're they're washing their hands? Yeah. Yeah. But, are, they, are they graded on this? What, what, I don't understand. No, just uh, after the health inspector comes, oh, they, gotcha. they give them a letter grade, and then Ooh. they have to display that. Oh, thanks. Well, the uh, Center for Disease Control is saying you're, you should actually look for inspection reports mm-hmm. for the public swimming areas you go to. We check inspection scores before we go out to eat. We should be checking inspection scores before we jump in the water. Do you guys check inspection scores before you go out to eat? Hell no. no. Don't you yeah. just assume no. that a restaurant... Yeah, if they're open, they're probably If there's probably cars fun. in the parking lot, everything's kosher. Yeah, 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 I do. I hope. Well, yeah, I'm not going to go back in the kitchen. I'm not, I don't, you know, no desire. No? You know, my cheeseburger falls on the floor. Just scoop it up within a Reasonable short amount, amount of time. time. Yeah. Throw it back on the bun. Here you. I'll live with it. Uh-huh. I don't want to go back there. They say all manner of nonsense is, is going on. You know, there's food flying all over the place, yep. you know, and... Mm-mm. No, no, no. Jim, um, I don't know if you heard the news. It was a pretty big story. My wife sent this to me this morning. I know News Junkie talked about it. CNN actually interviewed the guys. I'm talking about a 30-year-old man whose parents took him to court to evict yeah. him from their home. He wouldn't get out. He would 30 years old. Are you going to do that to your children? Is that what you're thinking? Oh, I would. Oh, you're by 30? F- yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, you got to have a clue by now. Yeah, by thirty. I mean, what's yeah. I mean, what is he impaired in some form or fat? What's his What's his problem? Nope. Or he just didn't feel like. I think he's got a, out. He's got a lazy gene. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah, but uh, he thing. he plans he's to. He's a mamoni. He's a mamoni. He is a mamoni. Hey, look at this. Here's his son. Mm-hmm. Judge, the petitioner is required to serve a six month notice to quit on to me for to seek uh, removal of myself from the premises. And the reason for this is because anyone who is not a tenant, who is a family member, who is depending on uh, the homeowners for support, requires six months to uh, basically procure the means so that they may support themselves on their own. So he's saying Nerd. because yeah he he should have at least a six months notice and the judge is like ah, I don't think so your parents don't they, want you there anymore they, get a get a job tr- not only several times <laughs> they've asked him to to move Clean out up this room they've given him money to do it oh come <laughs> on <laughs> yeah oh yeah. boy they've given him money Michael notice. Rotundo yeah hey. yeah oh Rotundo yeah you know yeah. yeah he looks like a guy that's got an extensive flea market sword collection. Oh boy. He uh, he moved back with his parents eight years ago after oh. being after being fired from his last job. <laughs> right? He hasn't well, worked so he's in eight out, years. He's out of college. He's twenty two. He moves back home, and now it's eight years later. He's thirty. Yeah. yeah. And he can't figure out how. To... He doesn't do anything to contribute to the home financially. Get out. He's having a hard time. He has his own website business. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is he making any money doing he that? He doesn't even help out with the chores. That's what drives me nuts. Oh. Yeah. The least you could do is empty that Come damn on, dishwasher. Really? Your mom and I have to do everything. Yeah, wash the car, paint the fence, you know, vacuum the rugs. Your 92-year-old grandmother's doing more chores than you are. Hey. Get off. Oh. Come on. Get off your keister. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah, look at this. I just hey. wanted to say keister. You look at this. 
Hey, give you it's the good. back of my hand. Hey, hey, that sounds really I violent. Know. I'm, you know, I'm just saying, I'll give you the back of my hand. <laughs> the front of my hand. Yeah, his parents uh, repeated warnings, asking him to leave, even gave him money to move out. Yeah. Oh, my word. I'm not going. Get like the bubble boy. He's out. not leaving. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> the son says, this is outrageous, and he plans on appealing. <laughs> yeah, his good parents luck. don't want good him. Get out. Does he not have greater aspirations? Well, the judge also asked that adult protective services check up on the family because he has concerned. Yeah, sell concerned the house from the under him. That's what I would do. And, and buy move. your place down in Boca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got those places all over. You know, sell that joint. Are they Boca you know, people? Yeah, I don't know. Like Boca del Rio or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, Vista. Boca Vista or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jim, if he moves out, the place he might not want to move is Parrish, Alabama. Why? Mm. Sounds like a miserable place. What's wrong with it? Have you heard of the Alabama poo train? Yes. yes. Okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> and this is what Alabama you. actually is, is kind of getting the, the short end of the stick two times <laughs> on this one. Okay, so the human waste, for some reason, ends up in a train and for some reason ends up in Alabama, you know, uh, traveling around and it's in a rail yard. And after Ooh. a long time, it oh. is starting to stink. However, so the city council came together and said they're denying the the permit for the business who's in charge of handling this. So right. they had to move it and send it back to New York <laughs> or New Jersey where it's going to be included in a landfill. But it was just sitting there. And the tops were covered, but it was, the whole town stunk. Well, a smart business decided to, to step in and kind of get some good publicity out of this. Who do you think it was? Oh, oh, wait a minute, though. Wait. Well, take, train. As you listen, you can think about it. All right. It was awful. Strange. Hey, we're yeah. sending my mom. Nobody wanted to be outside. It was terrible, man. It'll turn your stomach. That's been a crazy idea. It was really bad. And smelled like dead bodies to me. I smelled dead. Yeah. But Febreze. Febreze. Oh, yeah. I love and, that Febreze. And they were giving uh, uh, yeah. truckloads of like home products to everyone to clean up their homes to, to get the smell out of their homes. Smart. Yeah. But uh, they they actually made a nice two minute video about it. But it's actually funny watching that's people Febreze. talk that's about pretty, it. It's pretty. You know, that's somebody somebody came up with a good idea. Yeah. You can see that video on our website at realradio.fm. Separate bathrooms and Febreze in each one. RealRadio.fm, click on the Phillips file. That video is there. Also, we have a post with a picture. Now, I know this was in the news yesterday, but then last night I was watching Jimmy Kimmel, and I I saw the interview with Brandy Chastain. The soccer girl? Yes. Yes, Mm. the soccer girl. As Moira (laughs) says, she is a two-time World Cup champion, two-time Olympic uh, medalist for uh, Team USA. And she was being honored. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, in the the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame, and they did a a, a mold of her face. However, yeah, it doesn't look like her. Looks like Chucky. Chucky, people have, see, the new thing is, like, who does it look like more than Brandy Chastain? And you could just fill in the blank. Mickey Rooney has been said, but many other. You could actually see the picture awful. of what it looks like at realradio.fm. Click on the Phillips file. The post is there. <laughs> but uh, here she is. Brandy Chastain was on with Jimmy Kimmel last night. So, I, you know, I didn't, I, not a big deal, but I didn't want to make a scene. And one of the gentlemen I had been working with came over and I said, hey, um, <laughs> can you look at the nose? Is that? The, I don't have a bridge on the nose. 
on my plaque. Or Look the, at all the other ones. Or like, the hair or that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even yeah. imagine you wearing that collar, to be honest. So Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, don't you have like chiclet teeth? And... And, yeah, it looks oh, nothing no. like her. No. no, 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 no. And some oh, of the other awful. ones, some of the other ones look pretty good. They you know, did. as far as close to the celebrities that they are representing, but not Brandy no, Chastain. They're going to they're gonna redo like it. They're going to redo <laughs> it, but, you know, they were... <laughs> oh. All apologies, it's scary. but yeah, when you see the picture, you could go. And what to, would you do? Say, okay, now we're going to unveil the uh, the bust or whatever you want to call it of uh, yeah. you know of Miss Chastain, and you you know you pull the the, the cover off the tarp, whatever so, you have there, yeah. and you go, holy, you know, you got to have it together, not to not to scream, because <laughs> what you say? Oh, that looks terrific. Yeah, thank no, you, you very much. Lie. Everybody, I mean, if it looks like crap, it looks like crap. Yeah, but you know. Is the artist standing there? I have no idea. Oh my! Yeah, <laughs> it's t- take a look. It's it's horrid. Jim, we're gonna leave you with an opportunity to tell us who said it best. Okay. Sinkholes, not just a problem in Florida. Apparently, no one popped up on the grounds of the White House. Yep. And that fact did not go, go unnoticed with our late-night talk show hosts. So as they try to compete for points on the Phillips file, when you judge who said it best, uh-huh. we have Conan O'Brien, James Corden, and Jimmy Kimmel all on the White House sinkhole. A sinkhole has opened up on the White House lawn. <laughs> True story. Yeah, apparently another one of Melania's tunnels collapsed. Uh... There was some breaking news today from the nation's capital. Apparently, a sinkhole has just appeared on the north lawn of the White House. (laughs) You can't fault Mother Nature for trying. A sinkhole has opened up on the White House lawn, which is very interesting and weird because... Exactly one year ago today, a sinkhole opened at Mar-a-Lago, and now there's one outside the White House. I'm starting to think maybe God's aim is slightly off. Uh, Conan O'Brien. Yeah, I like Conan. Yeah, Conan's getting it. What I heard, I I actually chuckled. I was like, ah! (laughs) Yeah, there's a, okay, got it. Conan, three. He's got three now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Conan's moving up the list, but in the lead, no, most still Jimmy. Jimmy Fallon was seven. Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Kimmel has four, and tied for third is now Seth Meyers and Conan. Who are you rooting for? Anybody in particular? Well, I could swing this, you know. Well, yeah, but the thing is, if Conan wins again, Conan won last year, and the whole point was that person would earn an invitation to our program. Yes. But it's dependent upon our producer to secure that interview and get them on the air. But your Conan talks to his people every day, say, you know, Thought it was going to be invited invitation down. coming in. Yeah. yeah. Anybody checking the mail around here? The email? What's going on here? It, it's the fifth month of the following year, and right. we still have no signs of a book or a confirmed interview. Mm. I think Mr. Come Pinkman on. should have to kind of explain what's happening. I'm never moving out, no matter how hard you try. <laughs> God. <laughs> so that's, I think we're stuck with him. What can I tell you? That's your audio file. He's ours. We're stuck with him. It's fine. <laughs> All right, Jack. Good job. Thank you very much. Later in the program, of course, we'll talk with Scott Maxwell. We have the shot doctor coming in for casting call. Five-minute professor as well. Regular round. The closest to the pin is less than an hour away. On Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A Publix in South Carolina is in the news after they refused to write Sumac K-O-O-M Lottie on a cake because they said it violated their obscenity rules. Sounds like their baker didn't graduate Sumac K-O-O-M Lottie, am I right? Next, speaking of college, a college dropout bought a cap and gown and snuck into a graduation. 
This guy has nearly mastered the art of acting like he belongs. Maybe he can go work in the public's bakery. Finally, Lake Worth, Florida has had to apologize after they pushed out a zombie alert. Yes. Apologize because that's 100% believable. Headlines were brought to you by Filatowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. And transmission. Bring the world a little joy. Simply contact the special number edition of the Phillips file. What was I going to say? What was I going to mention? Oh, it's the NFL. It's this national anthem thing that keeps going back and forth and people get completely unglued. And my recommendation is just do away with it. Right. Nobody would miss it. The NFL? Yeah, just do away with the, with no, the national anthem. No, it's at all. The national uh, singing. Save it for the Olympics or save it for, you know, some special occasions. Can't, and can't, 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 can't. They've, Why? It's, it's too far. So because, I, think, I think you're right. Yeah. I think it's just part of the experience now. Yeah. But I bet you if mm. after a year, nobody would care one way or the other. Then they get tagged as being un-American and unpatriotic by not Who's going to do it? that? The NBA? Every <laughs> player. I, not player, every fan. Or not every fan, but you know, some. they're out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, those people. The people who... Those people, you the people, think those who people would, st- would say, I'm not going to another NFL game until they restore the national anthem? Yeah. Not enough. Nope. There's a long line of people in many of these uh, places that would buy and snap up those tickets. Yeah, but they definitely took a hit on attendance and television ratings, and it's a, a lot of it's attributed to the national anthem Some protest. of it is. I agree with yeah. you. Some of it is, and some of it is has to do with head injuries and some of you know there, there's various reasons for that but i agree i think there's a certain percentage that i'm not gonna watch yeah. them anymore i'm not gonna go to the games because of those players taking a knee mm. just i don't I, I i don't get it i mean it hasn't been around forever i mean the national anthem in nfl right when, did when they did, start with when that did they start with that when somebody yeah when somebody in the nfl was smart enough to say we can make a buck off this probably right you know, let's uh, let's be a super patriotic before the game, and we'll get the parachute guys coming in, and the flyovers, and the big flags, and the color guard, and all that kind of stuff, and the Pentagon will pay us. <laughs> no. 
God help you if you, for one reason or another, as a fan, you didn't want to stand for whatever reason. Oh, you think people give you the hard time? Oh, they would give you the stink eye if not start pushing your hand a little bit. Pushing you? Oh, Touch sure. Me. You know, you know how we are. Touch me. Who do you think you are? Hey, Mr. Communist. Which reminds me me again, of course, because we see it from time to time. You're not required in any any public setting or certainly government setting or a school to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Just to make that very clear once again, I think I've done a pretty good job over the years of Mm -hmm. trying to explain to people this is not required. The state cannot force you to uh, stand for the pledge nor the current, can they force your children to stand for the pledge. Now, maybe in private schools, that's a different matter. Mm. You know, private schools, what do they do? Take you to the back room and uh, whack you with a paddle? Well, they read you the riot act, though. <clears throat> yeah. You know, they call your mother. Say, like, God your... will punish you. Come here, boy oh. You need to read from the book. God will punish you for your misbehavior. Mm-hmm. Job 2016. Got that right. It's got to be in there somewhere. It's got to be. But in a public uh, school setting, your children do not have to stand. I would encourage you if, uh, for one reason or another, they don't, uh, you encourage them not to make a ruckus. Yeah. Stand, you know, just stand quietly and don't well, make just a... just you don't have to stand. A to-do. I, I wouldn't even, you know, if you don't want to stand, you don't have, have to stand. stand. They can't mandate that you stand. Every once in a while, you hear from, you'll hear about one school in East Bajip. That makes know, the kids stand usually up. In the, uh, mm. Usually in the uh, holler. In the yeah. holler. Yeah, it's usually one of those Missouri or Arkansas schools way out in the middle of nowhere. You know, when somebody, some teacher gets uh, wound too tight because for one reason or another, maybe the kid's a Jehovah's Witness. That's where the they're in Arkansas, case law was settled with the Jehovah's Witnesses. And, you know, they're not going to stand. You know, maybe they're a sub or they're new or whatever's going on or they just had it up to here. Well, you're going to stand. A little whippersnapper. And they pick them up at the years. That hurts, too. Ow! Sounds awful. Oh, to be picked up by the ears? Yeah, like they did with the beagle, like LBJ did with his beagles. He picked them up by yeah, the ears. come along and pick you up by the ears? Ah. Both ears? No. Not leading you around with one ear. I'm talking about picking you up with both ears. No, thank you. Come on. Here's Lindsay on Real Radio. Hey, how's it going? Fine, how are you? Doing very well. Uh, just kind of throwing the two cents into the conversation. I think Jack was mentioning, uh, you know, why, why even, you know, keep perpetuating the whole anthem thing yeah well i think like back in 2012 the department of defense actually gave the nfl a ton of money to start staging these pre-game patriotic events right. i guess in an effort to kind of boost recruitment for armed forces service right so they've kind of you know once you take that check you know they can't really you know put that cat back in the bag no i, so I before no. before 2012 the athletes weren't even on the field for the anthem. Is that right? Yeah. It was 09, yeah. actually. Oh, After no, no, no. 2009, they required I the players I, to come out. I did yeah. not know that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I, plead, I plead ignorance. But, I, yeah, I think it uh, started with the money. I think they said, well, we can gain some more money, and, uh, you know, we'll build the Pentagon, and the Pentagon provides certain things, and uh, boom, there you go. Mm-hmm. I, exactly. I, I just find it kind of silly. Nobody asks us to stand for the national anthem before the start of a play or a concert or yeah, so why yeah. why sports? Yeah. Not golf. I'm thinking 110%, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Thank you very much. I did not know yep. that. I thought that had been going on for a long time. Learn something I think you'll see a significant number of players who will just remain in the locker room. So I don't want any part of this. So what are they going to get all pissed off now because they didn't come out? 
well, and stand for maybe the they won't even anthem. show it on TV. You know, that would be the difference. I mean, are you going to? Why do they show this on TV? To point out who's kneeling, who's standing, who's not out there. Because who's it's whatever. controversial. Yeah. Now it's expected mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, Frank yeah. Bruni, by the way, who's a great columnist with the New York Times, has a great column today about, uh, and it's really, it's a criticism of the media. Mm-hmm. And uh, the criticism essentially is we're focusing, the media is, fo- are focusing, excuse me, it's plural media. The media are focusing so much on Mueller that they're not focusing on all this other stuff that's going on to the degree that it should be attended to, whether it's the EPA and Scott Pruitt. In other times, what's going on with the EPA and Scott Pruitt would be front page, top of the fold headlines. This guy is an absolute disgrace. He's not protecting the environment. The EPA is being decimated, on and on and on. But it gets, gets, you know, page four attention Mm -hmm. every night. Anderson Coop, every night. I'm not saying it's... It's not important. It is important. But after a while, you'll actually, these shows will come on and nothing has gone, nothing has changed. There's nothing new. Yeah, but. That's and it they, seems every other hour. day something is new. All right. Well, I can, I can understand the focus, but when there's nothing new, it's still at nine o'clock or eight o'clock. It's the same old, same old, same old. You, you watch what's happening with the interior department. This guy's a real chucklehead. This is a Zinke. Oh, he's a mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got Scott Pruitt over the EPA decimating the EPA and all the controversies surrounding Scott Pruitt and just kind of these things need to be paid attention to. And we in the media or they in the media are not doing a very good job. It's Bruni's column in today's edition of the New York Times. And to a certain degree, he says, Trump is smarter than you think. Because as long as this nonsense continues, as long as, okay, I think, oh, yeah, there's a spy. There was a spy sent by the Justice Department to spy him on campaign. All the attention goes up. Yep. All the attention. Sway. Here we go again. Here we go again with another allegation, un, un, uh, un, uh, not supported by evidence, by the way. Here's another tweet. Here's another eight tweets before 9 o'clock. And all the attention goes that way. He might be a little bit more smart. Yeah. Then we give him credit for it. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. Oh, yeah. The uh, Rolling Stones song I referred to when I was on that cause they no, that one. No, what was that? No, no, and I, I I forget what song it was. It was not this one. Hold on, we're gonna find the Jack will figure out the song. Uh huh. But it was many many years ago. It was one on maybe in Daytona, South Daytona, one of the causeways over there. I don't know. 
beautiful day, kind of spring day, you know, when you have this in the 70s, high 70s, just oh, a great beautiful. day, blue sky, a little bit of May. a breeze. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's, let's go to the beach type mood, in a, a mood, it's just a beautiful, <laughs> so I'm on the causeway, and the drawbridge goes up when they saw those causeways. Yeah, I know. And uh, it was going up because somebody was coming through in a big power boat. It wasn't a yacht, mm-hmm. but a but a nice boat. Mm-hmm. And he's up on what we call, what they call, a, it used to be termed a flying bridge. I don't know if they say that, you know, where you go up on top in the controls instead of being down in the cabin where they're controls. So do contr- dual controls. So he's on top, right? Mm-hmm. Steering his boat. He's got, the, he's got the stones blaring. You can hear it from a mile away. He's got two great looking women on the, on, next to him. And he's heading north. I, he's going to, I don't know where he's, New Smyrna. I don't know where he's going. At that time, there weren't a lot of speed uh, cont- uh, regulations on the intercoastal. And he is just flying up there. Yeah, you know, he's got a beautiful tan. He's got the wraparound sunglasses. He's, he's just, he's living, he's living the dream. Oh, living it up. Yep. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'll never forget it. Oh, this is it. Is this it? I don't know. No, this wasn't it. No, this wasn't it. This wasn't it. We're going to find it. Wasn't it wasn't Sympathy for the Devil. No, it wasn't that. No. Because you could hear it because you go, what the hell? Rolling Stones. What? And now all of a sudden you see him about a half a mile away. And here he comes. No, that wasn't it. Living a life. Nah, huh? Living a life. Just living a life. Mm-hmm. No, nah, it wasn't that. It wasn't I think it was really. probably about the same time that you know who ducked out. Oh, maybe. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, jeez, buddy. Living a life. Here's Ben. I think Ben is going to straighten me out on this because I was thinking about this during the break, and I think I got this ass backwards. Ben, you're on Real Radio. Hey, Jim. um, When they do military displays like flyovers and uh, parachutes and stuff like that, uh, the military doesn't pay for that. The venue has to pay for them to to come do that. Gotcha. You're not allowed to expend Department of Defense funds to, to do those type of displays. Yeah. You got that right. I, I, yeah, I, I don't you disagree, think? but I think there are some cases where the Pentagon pays the sports venues because they like we we would like to show off this or show off that, and they'll actually pay either the franchise or the venue. I gotta yeah, I gotta check this out further, but you're right on target. Specifically prohibited because the Department of Defense is not allowed to expend those type of funds for those type of things. They're not budgeted for that, mm. and people get. People get in big trouble all the time if they use military personnel. No, 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 I I think you may be, you're telling me that the Pentagon or the armed services do not have a budget for recruitment, for for marketing? They can do recruiting events, but it's not, they're not paying the venue to do those events. Yeah, but I wonder whether, okay, I see where you're going, but I wonder, you know, as well as I do, that sometimes what what is a recruiting event? Is a recruiting event, by the way, will also supply a color guard, and we'll do this and we'll do that as part of a recruiting event because the recruiting. Yeah, most of those guys are volunteers. They show up, you know, because like I worked in New York City for a while, and we used to go to catch games and stuff. All yeah, the okay, time. I'm checking this up. out further. I don't know if you're completely correct on that. One triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. You're telling me that the football franchises pay no money to the armed forces or to the Pentagon? I gotta check. The, I gotta check that a little bit more. He said it was the stadium, not the team. Whatever. That's a difference, I'm right? just trying to find that Rolling Stones song. Uh. Oh, I know what it is. What is what? it? What? do you got? Sh- yeah, yeah, I got it. Give me shelter. Uh, give me shelter. Yeah, you give me shelter. Now, if I hear it, I'll know it. Right. Oh, yeah, here we go. This is it? He's a half mile away, right? Oh, boy, here we go. 
and you can just all you, it's blasting, it's blasting. Mm-hmm. You go, what the hell? You're on the top of the causeway. The drawbridge is up. It's a beautiful day. The couple of clouds in the sky. You know, a little bit of a breeze. You're feeling really good. You're heading over to the beach, and all of a sudden, up the intercoastal causeway. Mm-hmm. At full power this is this beautiful boat. He's on top with the wraparound sunglasses and the beautiful women on each side heading north. He's going. Uh, he's going north. I don't know where he's going, but he's going somewhere. This is it. Yep. I'm ready to jump off the bridge. <laughs> Take me with you. Yeah. the era when women were wearing those uh, thigh-high bikinis where they remember yeah oh yeah oh yeah bro a lot of perms <laughs> that was the 80s then you're talking yeah. about yeah the 80s i think you know who gave me the heave ho oh well loved me with a cat mm-hmm. that was sad <laughs> yeah Better off for it. No, but at the time you didn't think that. Well, at the time, what the couldn't hell? see the forest for the trees. Then I don't know if there was any band that was cooler than the Rolling Stones. I agree. Jim, a texter, real mobile seven seven zero three one. They're okay. Even- <laughs> They're not. I wouldn't say the Just- epitome of cool. The Rolling Stones. That's always cool. cool. Yeah, always cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Just saying. Sixty years doing it. <laughs> yeah. Always cool. That's just phenomenal. Uh, Jim Texer writes: No, the Department of Defense paid some crazy amount of money to the NFL to promote recruiting and do the anthem and flag ceremonies yeah. in the beginning of each game. Okay. It's a little bit of back and forth. Yeah. I scratch your back, you scratch ours. Now flyovers that has to be gotcha. paid right. by the venue. I think we're squared away on that. Big news today, the NFL requiring any player comes out on the field and the national anthem is being played to stand. You can't take a knee. You'll be penalized somehow. I guess fined. Somehow, I don't think we've heard the end of that. Do you? No, there's going to be a lawsuit. There's got to be. Have any players said anything? Good uh, idea, yeah, bad idea? The NFL Player Association. What are they saying? They came out and they said, whoa, we weren't even part of this discussion and we don't like it. The owners, though, said tough. Yeah. Yeah, the owners. Unanimously. Tough. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're the capital, you understand? And there's Stooley, Roger Goodell. Yeah, we're the working man here. Who's still the NFL commissioner. He ought to be out. Moira owes Jim a dollar. Yeah, Yeah, you're setting up in that beautiful, uh, you know, box, you know, getting your free drinks and all that stuff and eating your your brie. Your fancy stuff. We're getting the CTE. Yeah, Jerry Jones with your fancy cheeses. (laughs) Take that. Unbelievable. How many faceless do you think he's gotten over oh, the years? Terry Jones? Yeah. At least three. Nipping a tuck here and there? Pretty good, though. Mm. But he's got the money for the best. Mm. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go with the best. Don't go at all. Mm-hmm. One triple eight. Huh? Thank you. That's good advice. Exactly. Oh, his neck is definitely pulled back. And then around his eyes, like right under his eyes, they pulled his cheeks back. Yeah, too. you get those crinkle eyes. But then, yeah. like, right above the cheeks, it looks like he's wearing, like, a 
Phantom of the Opera mask. <laughs> it, it, is, it, is it a little like shiny? That's also how you know. So it, their like, face is shiny. Under his eyes, it's shiny and tan, and then right above the cheekbones, yeah. it goes pale face. Oh, see. It's yeah, really I think confusing. you might have to buff, you know, a Something. little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. one of the instructions, the post-operation instructions. Be sure to buff they your cheekbones. They say buff your face. I never mm-hmm. heard of Just that. buff it. You want a nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, you want it to gleam. Now you're making you stuff it, up. Want it to shine? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You want anything sticking to it? It's very dangerous. I see. After a facelift, if anything comes along, and just like a mosquito, you want everything mm-hmm. to slide right off. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's or the bounce worst. right off, I suppose. Ding. Ping. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. I, I was wondering. Regular round of uh, closest to the pin is upcoming. We'll choose one of you to be a contestant next on Real Radio 104.1. And now, The Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is Closest to the Pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! That's right, you don't have to torque your spark plugs, do you, Mo? Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Time for that uh, regular uh, round of so. closest to the pin. <laughs> I'm playing against uh, Jeremy. Dan is the backup. What's the prize as I head to the soundproof booth? Pinky, you're Jackie, the prize. I am a prize mm. to some people. Today, for Jeremy and or Dan, however, we have a pair of tickets to see Kenny Wayne Shepherd Band and Beth Hart Band at the Hard Rock Live on Friday, August 10th. So you have plenty of time to plan for that weekend. Tickets are on sale now. You can go to realradio.fm keyword tickets for more info. Thank you very much, Mr. Pinkman. Let's get Jeremy on board. Hello, Jeremy. How are you doing today? Doing good. How are you guys? We're doing pretty well. You ready to play our little game? Yes, sir. All right. This category was submitted by Mark Quinn, good friend of the Phillips file, Mm. recently passed. We uh, uh, send our condolences to his family, and we'll miss you, Mark. Here's his category. It's uh, mm, time for dessert. Interesting facts about banana split, mm. bananas, and ice cream. So <laughs> it's a dessert category. Are you ready to go, Jeremy? Ready as I'm going to be. Okay, buddy. We're going to reset the clock and begin in three, two, one. A 23-year-old pharmacy apprentice in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, invented the first banana split. What year was that? 1915. Bananas are the most popular fruit in the USA. In the billions, how many are consumed every year? Uh, Four. The town of Sellingsgrove, PA, regained their place in the Guinness Book by building the largest banana split. In miles, how long was it? Uh, Five miles. The Banana Splits Adventure Hour was produced by Hanna-Barbera. The first episode was in 1968. How many episodes did it run before ending? 40. Due to more efficient production, distribution, etc., the price of bananas has dropped since 1980. What percentage has the price dropped? 25%. Time. All right, good job. Let's put you on hold. Jeremy, record his time. And bring Jim back in. Here he comes. Got a banana right here. Mm. And if I don't eat it, 
Like in the next hour, it's going to be too yes. brown. Yeah, it turns. Yeah. They turn. Though I'm at the very end of the window for this banana. Mm-hmm. Bring her back. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Oh, I no. think she sensed that. I love banana. Probably why no. she left. I love the person banana. I'm not oh. a fan of banana banana. <laughs> okay. Like the fruit. I don't How like rude. it at all. Don't check with banana on the farm. You might uh, hear some uh, uh, a little from banana on Monday in uh, Memorial Day. Phillips oh, oh, good. Jim, welcome back. Category for you submitted by Mark Quinn. Okay. All right. It's uh, all about desserts. It's dessert day. Interesting facts about banana splits, bananas, and ice cream. Love that program. <laughs> well, are you ready to play? Yeah. Okay, we're going to reset the clock for you yeah. and begin in three, okay. two, one. A 23-year-old pharmacy apprentice in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, invented the first banana split. What year was that? 1910. Bananas are the most popular fruit in the USA in the billions. How many are consumed every year? Three billion. The town of Sellingsgrove, PA, regained their place in the Guinness Book by building the largest banana split in miles. How long was it? Two miles. The Banana Splits Adventure Hour was oh, yeah. produced by Hanna-Barbera. Mm-hmm. The first episode was in 1968. Mm-hmm. How many episodes did it run before ending? 50. Due to more efficient production, distribution, etc., the price of bananas has dropped since 1980. What percentage has the price dropped? 35%. Mm. We think... I've got your time, Jim. However, I'm adding five seconds to it. That is your handicap. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, boy. <laughs> got uh, it. You're playing against Jeremy. All right. All right. Here we go with Mark's category about banana splits. Mm-hmm. A 23-year-old pharmacy apprentice, they charged 10 cents back for the first banana split Twice as much wow. as any other Sunday that they sold. That's a deal. You know? Mm-hmm. Sounds good, though, doesn't it? What year was that? Latrobe. Isn't that where uh, Arnie Palmer was? It is, yes. indeed. Uh-huh. Okay, so what year for that first banana split? Jeremy said. 1915. Jim. 1910. Oh, they're close. They are. 1904. Jim Ooh. is closer. Jim oh. gets that point. Okay. One nothing. All right. A lot of bananas are consumed worldwide every year mm-hmm. in the billions. How many? Jeremy said. Four billion. Jim. Three billion. When I heard Jeremy's answer, I'm like, there's no way Jim is not going to get it closer. Mm -hmm. And he failed. 100 billion. What? Bananas. Holy shit. Yes. That's a lot. I think I'm responsible for a couple hundred. Eat them and (laughs) make things with them. I gave four four billion. You had a big window there, Jim. Not a fan. You're not a fan of bananas? The window for me is very limited. I think it is for most people. Mm-hmm. Jack eats them way late yeah, I do. than I do. No, it's too soft. Huh? See, see that? It's got brown dots, See, brown and dots no. all over it. As soon as it. brown yeah, dots, it's like... No, that's when it's perfect. No, I no, got to throw no. it right in the trash. I like, Billy, I like it a little, just a tad bit. Not a lot, but just a tad bit on the green side. Nah. I prefer it. That, yeah. Nah. Just barely. I'm going to say know. this. I do not want this used oh, on my last day at work, but I like... No, I'm not going there. Oh, come on. I'm not oh. Gonna... Oh, come on, bro. I know. You like it harder. Is that what you were going to say? No, I like a stiff Dude. banana. That's I, I was going to say. I like <laughs> yeah, a stiff I banana. It. Mark knew that. It, knew it. Come on. Mm-hmm. Can you say that one more time without music in the back? And without more so. interrupting. Go. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> well, we tried. <laughs> so much for your promo, Pinkman. Um, <laughs> I'll make it a promo anyway. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. 
Um, where'd we leave off? Oh, the banana split. No, no, the town of Sellingsgrove, PA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, regained their place in the Guinness Book of World Records by building the largest banana split. Uh, 33,000 bananas, 2,500 gallons of ice cream, 150 oh, gallons oh. of chocolate syrup. Mm-hmm. How long in miles was this banana split? Jeremy said. Five miles. Jim. Two. Off by half a mile. 4.5 miles. There's no Jeremy way. I want that double check. There's no way anybody had a banana split that's, four, what, four and a half miles? Uh, let yeah. me check. Do, 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 do. Uh, Jim, you're Sorry. wrong. That, you're is, wrong. that is BS. <laughs> I don't buy all that done. at all. Yeah. Yeah. How could you do that Two without one, and melting before the other end is wow. finished? You have a lot of helpers. Oh. At least three. I don't buy it. Hey, you go get the other I end. I don't buy it. Here, take my Dude, car. Dude, you left the strawberry off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Banana Splits Adventure Hour, yeah. Hanna-Barbera show. Funny started stuff. in 1968. You're stoned. How many episodes? Yeah, With yeah, Fliego, yeah. Bingo, yeah, yeah, Drooper, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Snorky. How many episodes? Yeah, okay. Jeremy said. 40. Jim. 50. Somewhere in between. Oh, come on. Wait, what'd Jim say? 50. 50? I said 50. And what uh, Jeremy said? 40. Oh, he's closer. 31. Oh, wrong way. <laughs> what Jim said? I thought Jim said 30. No, what no, Jeremy said. said. Yeah, what Jeremy say? He said 50. Yes. No, 40 to 50. Three to one. Jim's losing. Come on, Jimmy. He's got to get it back here. Come on, bub. The price of bananas. It's dropped considerably since 1980. What percentage? Come on. Jeremy said. 25%. Jim. 35% drop. Jim gets this on the money. We go to time. The answer? Yeah. 37%. Oh, oh, oh. You Jim gets it, the point. I'm sorry, not enough. Oh, oh. oh that hurts. Oh, man. Uh, good job, Jeremy. You won that regular round the closest to the pin. Mark Quinn got you, Jim. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. Pin, pin, pin. Yeah, for those people who did not hear the news, as we reported earlier, Mark Quinn, who was a major contributor to many of the bits that we have on this program over the years, uh, passed away suddenly over the weekend. And uh, we don't have a lot of details, but certainly we pass on our condolences to uh, to the Quinn family, mm-hmm. to everybody involved. I mean, it's just a it's, it's just a shocker. Relatively young in age, and just one of those things that happened. I don't have a lot of details, but he did. He paid a lot of attention and was a big fan of the program. And we appreciate everything it did for us, and we appreciate him liking the program and wanting to be part in his own way. And and we certainly. Uh, you know, feel bad about this and certainly extend yeah, well, our condolences mm-hmm. to the family. Did a lot of good work for us. I mean, it kept us from having to do a lot of that stuff, <laughs> which is always good. And all those times he brought us candy. Brought us candy. <laughs> brought me the black crow. And those pens. Pens from Sorry. GE. Sorry. Love yeah. those pens. So. Uh-huh. But uh, that that's all we know at this particular point in time. But Mark Quinn has passed away. Let me take a little uh, break when we come back. Uh, we will talk with Scott Maxwell. We'll talk about his column today. He's got some information, new information as it relates to the facial recognition cameras that we talked about and I yelled about yesterday uh, <laughs> that are being a, not utilized yet, but tested by OPD. He's also got some other questions concerning another case involving OPD. Next on Real Radio 104.1. Check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. As heard earlier on the audio file, a judge has ordered a 30-year-old to move out of his parents' house. 
apparently the basement doesn't count as out of the house. Next, Amazon has decided to start banning customers that are making too many returns. I'm on board. If you're that indecisive you don't deserve two-day shipping. Finally, a Louisiana woman has been arrested after she faked finding a razor blade in her sandwich from a fast food restaurant. Are we 100% sure that the chef wasn't using it to cut garlic like in Goodfellas? Hey look at us. Boppity boppity. Headlines were brought to you by WeAreNotTheBanks.com. And transmission. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, WeAreNotTheBanks.com. They're better than the banks. They're a direct lender, and their mortgage is made easy. Go to their website, see what they can do for you. Regardless of your credit, they can work with you. They have special loan programs for self-employed people, and they also have a certified home buyer program where you eliminate the doubt, you compete against cash offers, and you have the advantage in a multiple offer situation. Brad Siebert and his team, they do a great job. I've used them for a refinance. You're buying a new home. You want to refinance. You can use them too. They can close in 30 days in most cases. Get all their details and contact them on their website. We are not the banks.com. Coming up next on this Wednesday edition of The Phillips File, a conversation with Scott Maxwell. From. You are listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio. Real Radio! 104.1 You could be another face that I forget as soon as I move along. Everybody makes mistakes, am I mistaken for the way I carry on? You could show a little grace, but maybe things just went a bit too far. We are just who we are. No time for what if, so what if not? Phillips file for a Wednesday. Every Wednesday at this time, of course, we talk with Scott Maxwell. Mr. Maxwell writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. A lot of ground to cover today. Please welcome back to the program, Scott Maxwell. Hello, Mr. Maxwell. Good afternoon, Jim. How you guys doing? Doing very well. First of all, let me start. This was a story I went crazy about yesterday. It was broken by, a story broken by NPR with the assistance of the American Civil Liberties Union. I happen to believe, because I was screaming about this so much, the rest of the media finally caught up with it. We're talking about the Orlando Police Department teaming up with Amazon to test facial recognition uh, systems, and right. uh, nobody knew anything about it. Um, and I, it's, and I, I said yesterday, I don't have an argument one way or the other because I haven't decided whether I like this or not. I was upset that OPD in the city of Orlando didn't find it necessary to at least say something to the body politic about what they were, what they were doing with Amazon. What's your take on this? Yes, uh, very similar. So uh, we had the story yesterday and then in today's paper, and I was reading it this morning around 6, and uh, then I found some Amazon uh, video where basically there were, I, I discovered some, came across some contradicting things. The city was saying we are absolutely not using this facial recognition uh, topic, uh, certain, excuse me, ugh, technology for public use, right. 
and then I found a video that we had linked to uh, in the in the story uh, where an Amazon exec, the head of this recognition program is what it's called, it was giving us basically a sales pitch to South Korea where he goes, uh, let us show you how we're using it in Orlando, and here's a street, and here's the moms we're looking at, and here's the fathers. And so once again, like you said, regardless of before we even have a debate about whether it's good or a bad, I couldn't tell what the hell we were doing with this thing, and I was starting to get a little frustrated, and I was taking some notes, and so finally I sent an email to the, the city that said, here's the bigger question. Why am I having to watch a YouTube video from South Korea to figure out what kind of program is being used in my own backyard? Yeah, I don't know why the city, along with the Orlando Police Department, remains so reticent to say anything about this, especially now. We're well, we aware have, of it, so who made this decision? Well, why we have was, the answer now. All right, well, what's the answer? I mean, who made the decision? Why was it decided uh, to go ahead with this test, and why keep it quiet from everybody? Yeah, so I think it was some bad P. Uh, it was some bad PR, and frankly, I think Amazon. I have to say, who's the city a little bit? Okay. Uh, and I'm not one who's normally prone to jump uh, to the city or the police department's uh, defense. <laughs> My column today would maybe be right. evidence of that. Uh, but uh, it, this is a program, as it turns out, that does not exist anywhere outside of the Orlando Police Department. It is there are just cameras that run in the police department, and there are a grand total, I think, of five mm. officers who they are tracking, they are testing Amazon's capabilities. They want to see if they can follow the officers through the day, from the third floor to the bathroom to mm. the gym. Right. And and that's it. And to which I said, if you just said that to begin with, right. you, this probably would, wouldn't have it wouldn't have ended up in the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Sydney paper. It, it was in all these places yesterday. Um, but then it also became a problem because Amazon, I think – from what I'm able to gather now, was trying to oversell what they were doing to the next round of investors and customers. Oh, and doubt it. They, they, they went to this thing, and they go, look at what we're doing in Orlando. Now, part of what caught me on to why it made me think that it was uh, they were full of it was I looked at the little logo of the street in Orlando. They said they had the technology to follow, and it said it was the community of Riverview West. Where is that? Yeah. Exactly, Mo. I've been here for a while. I ain't ever covered a story in Riverview West. And then I noticed the trees lining the street look like maples. Right. It it wasn't Orlando. Uh It was bogus. And we finally got the city to uh, say, I mean, boy, they just called them out and said it was fiction Mm -hmm. what Amazon presented in South Korea. So I think Amazon was overselling what they were doing to try to get the next round of people to say, oh, my gosh, if they're they're already doing that in Orlando, we can uh, can do it over here. Now, I think the city should have just said to be in the first place, hey, by the way, we're testing this project. And we and we may go to facial recognition five, ten, you know, in two years, five years, whenever the technology works. But right now we don't even know if it works. So for free. We're going to let them run their facial recognition on a couple of sergeants and uh, lieutenants that have desk jobs and see if they can work it. And that's that's what appears to be the case. Yeah, I think uh, to me it's bad optics and it's bad PR. Uh, I don't know whether the chief or the mayor uh, has come out and uh, spoken with reporters. Or I urge them you ought to have a press conference about this and just explain what the heck is going on. When I hear that the city in any form or fashion is linking up with Amazon, you know, my the 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 alarms go off a little bit. There was a mention in the the original story. Now, I don't know whether it's true or not, you know, based on we can find out based on your reporting or somebody's reporting that uh, other cities and municipalities have been approached by Amazon and they've all said no. So why is Orlando the only city or the only police department that's doing a 
a test or, or looking at this. You know, when you say facial recognition, you, I said this yesterday, you know, when you talk about cameras, uh, you know, red light cameras, people come unglued in this state. Oh, they, have, you know, they either, absolutely do. Either, oh, you either love it or hate it. And so uh, I don't know whether they're trying to, let's call this close to our vest because we don't want, you know, uh, those people who, who hate the idea of this to be making a lot of noise. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't get it. I, well, I think now they are. I mean, it's, I think they're doing what you said, and that's why well, I, should. I, sat, I sat down with the chief at 3.30 today. Good. Uh, and uh, <laughs> probably didn't feel like sitting down with me, by the way, today. Uh, but uh, but for, for exactly that reason, they said we just need to talk about what it is. And we can have that debate. And I will tell you, uh, as much as I love my friends in the American Civil Liberties Union, yeah. um, I don't share their concern about uh, video in public the way a lot of people. I don't share those concerns for red light cameras. There is no, when you talk about privacy, in my estimation, well, not in my estimation, according to the law, there's no right to an expectation of privacy when you are on public streets. Uh, and, and so if we can get technology that when there's an active shooter, you can try to find them. If you've got a suspect on the loose, if there's a missing person, I don't have a problem uh, w- with that kind of technology being used, once again, in, in public places, if you're telling everybody, but you need to have that discussion first. Yeah, I think legally. And, and, and that's what I think maybe can happen now that the whole story's out. I think legally you're right on, you're right on target. I th- happen to believe that people do have some kind of expectation of privacy when it comes to the state looking at them in a public place by law i guess suppose they can do that but when you just get down to brass tacks do people want that i don't know whether no, i like I think the- they don't i think you're right and i think this may be one where you and i are a little on different pages i i've and i've we've talked about this before i've basically just given up with privacy uh with any yeah. expectation yeah. of it and, and it started when i started having kids I, you know i said every email you send every text you just assume that it's going to be on your college transcript i just don't believe we have it anymore and we when we when you go to a theme park when you go to an atm when you go to a Publix, when you go i mean you're on camera Everywhere, so I, I just I don't let that uh, get me too worked up anymore. And with, uh, certainly, when you're on a public street, yeah, I, I, I just happen to believe there's a difference with between private enterprise when you yep. enter sure. and they're looking at you, as opposed sure. to the state. The state has a lot of power, can have a lot of power over you. You know, the Seven Eleven store, the department store doesn't have that much power. A police department or city hall can have a hell of a lot of power because they have the power. Of, of writing laws and, and, and if they want to, in some form or fashion, throw you in jail. And I, I'll use the de- that's right, and I'll use the devil's argument, or, or your, the other side of the argument. It, you have to have a trust with your government. And if, uh, let's say, I write a bunch of stuff that uh, ticks off the police chief, and he goes, you know what, we're going to nail Maxwell, and he's got facial recognition technology, he can follow me wherever I go, and then the first time I jaywalk, uh, even though everybody uh, – then maybe I end up in the pokey because of that, uh, and that's just a, a silly example. But people – the one other one people talk about is if protesters. You know, are, are we going to use this to go after people who are protesting in the city hall or the police department? Those are all concerns that are valid and, and have to do with trust uh, that, I, that I get. Yeah, I just wish they had done a better job. Let me move sure. on because I don't have that much time. I want to talk about your column today. Because I agree with it. This has to do with OPD. Uh, Chief John Mean is probably not having the best day today. Uh, but this is a story that you followed. I've talked about a little bit, but you're talking about and writing about in your column today. Tell the audience your observations. 
So there was about two weeks ago, there was a shooting at Colonial Plaza right over near Bumby and Colonial, right. and it was in broad daylight. It was a call that started about two suspected shoplifters of baby clothes in a marshal's. Uh, cops went over there. Uh, video that was, uh, well, when the cops got over there, they approached the car. They, uh, based on what we've been told, they told the car not to do anything. Officer standing on either side of the car, mm-hmm. not, not in front of the car, but on either side of the car said, don't go anywhere. The car begins to squeal off, and as it squeals off, uh, the cops unload what sounds like, I listened to it a bunch of times, I'm going to say seven, six, seven or eight rounds, and about a mile later, the driver of the car, who was not one of the successful shoplifters, by the way, was found dead. And the family of that uh, fellow uh, says, we, we need some answers. And uh, the point I was making in my column today was a couplefold, that uh, if I had cops telling me to do something and I had a gun pointed at me, you damn well better believe I'd do what they said. I'm just not looking for trouble. That said, this family is absolutely right to want answers, and there's a number of reasons that are – another number of facts that are troubling, starting with the fact that back in December, Orlando Police Department announced that every uh, line officer was going to have body cameras, Mm -hmm. and neither – one of the officers had working body cameras on them at the time. And the other one, and because I spent a good deal of time following this case before, is that, that there's not a track record of uh, getting the full story on very similar cases. In December of 2000, November of 2010, there was a similar case where there was a credit card theft suspected at the Target right across the street near right. Fashion Square Mall. Uh, and the story that was told was uh, cops unloaded five rounds into the stomach of a driver who uh, we were told, the media was told, the public was told, the driver was ramming the police officer. So that's why, that's why you fire, because they're trying to kill him. Only video, not from the officers, again, surveillance video from uh, the parking lot, uh, revealed that the, uh, the driver of the car wasn't ramming anyone. Mm-hmm. There was only one car ramming, and it was a police car that was ramming the back of the suspect. Taxpayers ended up spending about $750,000 to make that uh, right. So I, I believe that the family, anybody, is right to ask questions uh, because we haven't always had the front story. But it's more distressing that we don't have the video to offer from the officer's perspective. I don't think anybody doubts that sometimes split-second decisions need to be made. That's why we want the cameras. If you're an officer who correctly right. fires and kills somebody, you want the video that said, my God, look at what I had to see. I got two kids. I want to go home at night. And we don't have that video. I think that's a problem. What's the excuse from OPD about the body cameras? And the batteries weren't working or something one of yeah, the batteries not working the other one what wasn't uh, wasn't equipped with one he's brand that's new right. and he didn't that, have it well that's right and they said that the one on the battery wasn't working was working like earlier that day like it had just run out and oh. they recently discovered a pro uh, problem with the cameras and they were ordering new uh. and that the other guy was a new recruit and his is coming in in two weeks where uh the chief and i uh disagree on this uh, uh is that i'm i submit that a body camera and in the 21st century in 2018 should be just as standard as a gun, as a vest, as a computer, as a radio. Mm-hmm. And if any one of those other things was not functional, you would find one that was functional before you went out into the field. And uh, I, I think there's sort of a cavalier argument, uh, attitude towards some of these things. And then we end up with uh, problems like this. And the other, oh, by the way, we should also mention one other thing that, that the family has and, and lawyers have questions about. There is a policy that says you should not shoot at a moving car. Right. 
uh, because th- th- that alone does not uh, justify a deadly force. Uh, mainly, not because you're not worried about the driver, though you could make the argument you should be there, but because you don't know what the hell's going to happen after you shoot. Correct. If you happen to kill the t- uh, guy, and most of the time you don't, and this guy drove another mile, by the way, uh, if you happen to kill the guy, you got a 3,000-pound missile careening around wherever you're, you're going. And the other problem is the bullets can ricochet everywhere, as we saw when they shot 100, when uh, the sheriff's department fired 137 times, if you're remember that over Pine Hills and uh, bullets and rounds ended up in apartment building windows where babies were sleeping. So there's a number of questions there. Fortunately, the FDLE, um, they have proven themselves willing to look at these stories before and say, you know what, this isn't what happened or it is what happened. Uh, So did you did I hear you wrong? I mean, did you did you say that the that the Orlando, the chief of the Orlando Police Department does not believe that body cameras are as important as radios and firearms and and mace and is is that the impression no, that no, you that's, got? That's 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 the debate we were having uh, the, okay. uh, this morning. Yes, that, that that is that is correct. I mean, his con, his argument would be that uh, we do believe they are important, uh, Scott. That's why we've got 450 of them assigned to all the frontline people. But if there's not one working, that's not a reason not to send someone into the field. My argument would be. Uh, you can these these are problems that are solvable. It's the same way if my battery doesn't stay charged in my iPhone, <laughs> I find a way to keep it charged. Uh, I, I get a portable one. Yeah, I, I get a backup one. Um, but it should be every bit the the priority. Am I correct in my observation that it was the Orlando Police Department that was one of the last departments, police departments in Central Florida, to get these body cameras? They were foot draggers. I will say that, but they are definitely not the last. Because remember, our friends in Winter Park yeah. to this very day are refusing to yeah. do that. Oh, no, we Winter don't have Park any crime there. Yeah, and <laughs> oh, that's what. Yeah. Yeah. None that they want you to see anyway. Yeah, they uh, Winter Park in Eatonville, I believe. Yeah. Or even uh, last time I talked to you was Winter Park, Maitland, and Eatonville. And uh, you know, we've never talked about this. You know, Mike Thomas. Right. You know, he's sure. former columnist. He's now a council member. And Maitland, I don't know if you that's right. That. Yeah, got elected. So, and, and he let me know that just uh, Maitland is now getting body cameras. So yes, Winter Park and Eatonville are going to be all alone in their uh, decision to not provide residents with the full story of what goes on. Ah, we have so little crime in Winter Park. We're actually thinking about <laughs> disbanding the police department. I mean, oh really? Why even why even bother anymore? Just let the Rotary Club take care uh-huh. of everything yeah. over there. What's coming up in the next column? Mm-hmm. Well, we've got uh, yeah my explanation of uh, Amazon uh, question, uh, breaking down the facial recognition for tomorrow's uh, column. And then Sunday, I'm going to tell you where the count- candidates for Orange County mayor stand on the there issue. You go. Good column today. Good work. We appreciate Thanks. it. My Thanks pleasure. for joining us. That's Scott Maxwell. He writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. Been joining us for many, many, many years on the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. To win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. From. This at your uh, prom shot, doctor. Oh, you didn't go to the prom. Maybe it's bar mitzvah. I ought to go to oh, prom. Yeah, bar mitzvah, maybe. 
Our bar mitzvah back mm-hmm. in uh, March of 1967 did not have this song. I wish it would have. It's not a bad song. No, right it's nice. You were bar mitzvahed a month before I was born. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're 13 years older. I, well, you know, you I, I, I never thought so about fast. that. Huh. You were born in 68? 67. Said I said 60. a month. You oh. said March yeah, of 67. But you if were his bar, bar mitzvah was in December of 1967. He said March. March of 67. I don't care. Semantics. Shot, how are you doing today? Well, I'm, I'm ready for action. What was the big sports story today? The national anthem. That hockey, was talked about. Hockey over in Tampa. Oh, that, that was talked about Ooh, also. Game seven tonight. Jim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also game. talked about was the fact that Boston mm-hmm. and the Cav- and Boston and the Cavaliers two to two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At game five tonight, Golden State lost last night to Houston. It's two to two. So both series in the NBA two to two. Best of three coming up. I did hear Red the shots. What's the Yankees doing? What, what's the Yankees what right now are half game behind the Red Sox. The Yankees lost last night. Six to four. Boston's playing in Tampa Bay. I didn't hear much about that today. No, I didn't notice. I didn't hear anything about the Yankees losing today. Usually when they win. They didn't lose to the Red Sox. That's why he didn't mention it. Okay, all right. Red Sox is playing I did hear Schott say that he is so disgusted by this national anthem story that if he never hears it again, it would be fine with him. Well, it's not going away anytime soon, your son. And as a matter of fact, based on how the NFL has ruled today, yeah, with what they came out with the guidelines, where they're going to have if you're have on the field, you have, have to stand, stand the national up. anthem. Yeah, and then uh, if you don't want to come out the national anthem, you can stay in the locker room. I think what that will do when the games begin, mm-hmm. the first game is uh, Philadelphia and Atlanta to begin the season, and all eyes in the media will be on the people that are out there and the people that are not. Of course, that bothers you, and that, that's what it's going to get. What does the about. players' association have to say about this? Well, they they said this we weren't uh, we weren't uh, part of this negotiation. We weren't any part of this decision. And it doesn't the owner of the New York Jets say he'll pay any players fine? That's what he said. Now, yeah. the, the other question is going to be this: Let's suppose you're on the field and you're standing for the national anthem and you raise your fist. Oh, that's fine. Isn't that a sign of approach? What happens then? So yeah. this, this is going to go a lot of different ways. Good point. Good observation happen. on your yeah, part. it still happen. All right, side for Shot Doctor casting call. I find a movie. I take a scene from the movie. In this particular case, Shot Doctor and Pinkman will act it out on the air. This is a good movie uh, shot that you ought to see sometime. You would love I this movie. I think you would love this movie. I think you'd laugh out loud. All right, you need quiet on the set, all right? Okay. Everything quiet, set aside. Everything's in its place. Lighting is perfect. Cables are set aside. I need quiet on the set. And action. It's about talking to women, and I know how to do that because I observe, because I am a novelist. What? You never told me that before. That's because I'm not an arrogant prick, Andy. Okay, the problem most men have is they don't know how to talk to women. You know what my problem is? I'm not interesting. Now, what am I supposed to say? I went to magic camp? I'm an accomplished ventriloquist? I'm a seventh-degree Imperial Yo-Yo Master. Do me, Yo-Yo Master. I want you to do me because you're the Yo-Yo guy. Are you done? Listen, the problem most men have is they just plain straight up have no clue how to talk to women. Just ask a question, okay? That's it. Because women do not care about what you have to say at all anyway, you know? And all they want to do is talk about themselves. So you're just going to let them do that, okay? So remember, questions. Be cool. And be kind of a dick. Here, be David Caruso and Jade. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. You do? That's good. There she is. Go plant that seed, man. Plant it with your finger. Cut. Oh. Wow. Shot Doctor, I thought you were a terrific shot doctor. That was probably the best one shot's I ever done. I feel multiple 
Jimmy's coming out of this that room. Was, it was you. Everybody that, in that here. That was you. I have a feeling shot saying, do me like a yo-yo master will come back. <laughs> oh, we're going to hear and that again. That's what women want to hear. Do me like a yo-yo master? That's what they want to hear. You think so? Like they that. don't. Mm-hmm. I think you should Nobody try. Nobody wants to hear that. You should try to practice that. You'd if be you're surprised. a lady, if you're a lady, and some guy says, "Okay, I'm here to take you out on a date," mm-hmm. and then I am your yo-yo master, you know what she's going to say? What kind of buffoonery is that? And yep. get away from me! It's not going to work. There's it sounds always a- one out there. There's always one out there. A little creepy it's just though, like right? The mullet. You know what oh, the yeah. mullet is? That haircut. It's a disgusting, horrid haircut. But yeah. the guy who has the mullet always knows wherever he goes. There's at least one woman who oh. loves a man with a mullet. <laughs> Keep that line. Do me, Yo-Yo Master. And I thought you sounded... What was the wrestler, uh, Sergeant... What was his name? Sergeant Bilko. No, no in wrestling. Sergeant Shriver. No, was it the wrestler by the name of Sergeant somebody? Sergeant Carter. Because that's what I thought Pinkman sounded like. I don't know, maybe. That wasn't Sergeant Carter. Does anybody have the movie guess? Did anybody guess it? Yes. Oh, they're guessing, yes, Moby Dick. No. I knew it. (laughs) Well, that's just silly. Gay Black Mamba and Dr. T and and the women? Uh, No. no. There's something about Mary. No. Uh -uh. Pinkman sounds like Hulk Hogan. Oh, that was a tough one. How old are you, Shot? It was tough. Mm. 64? Not many many can do that impression. It says the (laughs) 64-year-old virgin. No, but it's close. Yeah, there it is. The 40-year-old virgin. Congratulations. Job well done, I thought. Many you were the 40-year-old virgin. Sergeant Slaughter is who you were thinking. Oh, that's... Sergeant Slaughter. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that guy. The Sergeant Slaughter guy. I've heard of him. Yeah. The wrestler. Uh, well, that's what I said. Right. Confirmed. I forgot about him. I, I remember him now. That's back when wrestling was real. It's fake now. But back then when it was real, Sergeant Slaughter was really good. He's the guy you wanted to root for. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. That was the wrestling back in those days. That was in the Bruno, Bruno San Martino, Cowboy Bill Watts in the Northeast. That's when wrestling was real and it was really good. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was real back then, Jim. It's fake now, but back then, that was real stuff. We uh-huh. had more people tell us it was Sergeant Slaughter than guess 40-year-old version. Ah. Wow. Mm-hmm. What's for dinner tonight? We're going to go with a half a Publix roast beef sub. I do the half early, half. that double meat. You're rubbing your hands together like I can't yeah. wait to get, yeah. to get, ah. get into that sub. He loves food. Yeah. Do me pub sub. Spinach, lettuce, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. uh, cucumbers, a little mustard on there. So TV-wise, what are you going to watch? The hockey game? Okay, is a lot that, of things uh, going on. That uh, I, one? I have three things tonight I have to watch at one time well, simultaneously. 7 Oof. o'clock, Yankees-Rangers. Mm. Yep. Eh. In the 8 o'clock hour, the Cavalier game against Boston, game 5, and a hockey game, game 7. When does that start, wow. the hockey game? 8. So okay. a 7 o'clock Yankee game, and two things start around 8. So it's a busy night. Mm-hmm. I'll make it work. Don't worry. You got to yeah. move around a lot. Picture in picture. Move around. You know, this picture in picture stuff confuses me, Jim. <laughs> it's, it's too many what do things. What you mean? Too, it's too many things going on at one time. Yeah. So I do it the old-fashioned. I go channel to channel. It's the only way to yeah. do it. Picture uh, in picture. You're losing some of the original picture. Channel because to channel. Covered. Back yeah. to channel. You know. The You're back button is great. You get that one button, you go yeah. back and forth, back, back and button. forth. Yeah. The only problem, of course, is if you have three things that you want to watch. Which I then do. You get more... Oh, what's the third thing? Well, the Yankees at seven. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. And basketball begins at eight, and hockey begins at eight. So yeah. three things at one time beginning at eight, so I'll make it work. You're predicting a lightning win, and if they do, they go to the Stanley Cup Finals against, what, Las they, Vegas, right? They will right? play Las Vegas. Las Vegas, of course, eliminated Winnipeg. That town is crazy about that hockey team. As they should be. They play in a great... First year. Brand new arena yeah. they built out there. They used for basketball just before the, the Golden Knights got there. It's a great arena. Why do you think that's so popular in Las Vegas? Is mm. it the marketing? Is that what they did? 
It's like when you know who came into town and uh, turned the town onto soccer. I just think that Las Vegas. You have to have right marketing. You have to have those people, you know. I think the marketing was good, but I think that that we underestimated how well professional sports are going to do in Las Vegas. I think when the Raiders get there in 2020, they're going to be a gigantic hit. Okay, that's the NFL. Um, I know that. And I think that that Las Vegas is starting. I think I might, yeah. For professional sports. They've had the basketball team there, UNLV, but now they have a real NHL team. And and when and when the Golden Knights built their team, they built it with with some with some really good veterans instead of young guys, and that's why they got good so fast. It's just a great story. But the city is dying for, for professional sports now. They've got one. Yeah, they okay. play it like I said. They play in a great brand new arena, which is fantastic. All right, they're going to root for the Lightning tonight. Uh yeah, you should root for the Lightning because you, know, though, you can never see the puck. You know, go into the net. You never what do you mean can. you can't see the puck? Uh, no, it's going in there at hundred miles an hour, if not faster. You oh, can't. Oh, you oh, can't. No, it's just. It's also, too fast B, for you. the buzzer goes off, the red light goes off, and everybody's yelling and screaming. You go, what the? See, that's Steven Slapshot. Stamkos scores twice tonight. You ever see that movie, Slapshot? Uh, no. That's I, a great sports movie. You'd love that one, movie. too. That's got a cult following. That's one of my favorite cult movies. I haven't seen that one. But Hockey think, movie. You'd like, yeah, Steven, you'd like it. I think Steven Stamkos, mm-hmm. uh, Tampa Bay Center, probably the best player on the floor, well, on the ice besides Ovechkin. I think Stamkos scores two goals tonight. Yeah, he's got all his teeth. Uh, I kind of see if I was a hockey player and I didn't have all my teeth, I'd take my teeth out. It's good stuff. (laughs) They think they take their teeth out? No, to look cooler. Of course, they're going to take their teeth out. They've got, you know, $25,000 worth of 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 teeth. They're taking that out. So they're removable, their teeth? Like dentures? After they they get knocked out. They take out the choppers and they just put them on the counter. I I don't think they're taking out their whole uh, whatever, but usually the front. Top teeth or bottom teeth. Because that's yeah. what gets smacked. Yeah, they with take the them out. Mm. Yeah. More intimidating if you see some guy coming at you with no teeth. True. Am I yeah. right? Good, good night of sports. Yeah, very good night of sports. You, you, won't, you won't find a better night of sports tonight than this a game seven, mm-hmm. a game five, yeah. and the Yankees. That's pretty good. Good Oof. enough. We'll be watching. Thank you, Shot Doctor. Great job today, by the way. I'll see you five next minute, week. I'll you be ready. It. Five minute professor upcoming on Real Radio 104.1. <laughs> It's time to rise above the butt jokes and hemorrhoid humor. Even if only for a few fleeting moments. And actually learn something. This is the 5-Minute Professor. Well, he's learned something new with the 5-Minute Professor. Greetings and salutations. Professor, where are you? Uh, Today, I am in a slightly more refurbished broom closet. There's there's carpeting, which is weird for a broom closet. Right. But uh, still a stapler, so that's good. All right. That's good. I don't know if the computer is actually connected here or not. Right, but it's s- hard to tell. All right, you got seven minutes. Let's get this lecture underway. All right, so last week, you may recall, and you may not, that I left quickly. Yes. <laughs> that was awfully well, odd. I gotta go. That was strange right. for you. Uh, well, so uh, here's the thing. Uh, we don't ever talk about this, which is fine. Uh, I don't want to talk about it, so it's fine. Uh, uh since I got divorced, I am essentially a single father, okay. and I have a daughter, and uh, you know, when you're a parent, if you get one call to your phone, you can ignore it. If you get three calls right in a row, and your child is not with you, you have to answer the phone. Yeah, right. Okay. And um, Everything all right? Everything was perfectly fine. She just got done with something 20 minutes sooner than she was supposed to, so okay. they needed me to go and get her, but she was... That's all. But... My concern actually stems from the fact that um, for coming up on four years in June, mm-hmm. my daughter has seizures. So if they call, I I have to pick. be concerned that that's why they're calling. Yeah, gotcha. 
you got to do what you got to do. Exactly right. But was she so, fine? Was she okay? She was absolutely perfect. In fact, uh, although Eliza has a lot of seizures, she hasn't had a seizure when she's a, been awake mm. since the 2017 Super Bowl. Oh. It was actually at my house in the bathroom at the Super Bowl party. That's why I can remember when it was. Right. Mm. Um, but the girls probably had 800 seizures. Jeez. Goodness gracious. But that seems like a tremendous number. It yeah. does. But if you had, because most people don't have any, so any, any number is a big number. But if you have two a week for a year, yeah. that's 100. And there was a point in time when she had a lot more than two a week. Yeah, okay. Well. But right now we're at about two a week. Do they go away after a while? What's the deal? Well, so initially there are a couple of different kinds of seizures. All seizures. If you have a seizure disorder, that's epilepsy. Right, Those okay. Those words are synonymous with one another. But a lot of people get freaked out by epilepsy. You got a grand mall, they, petty mall, right? Well, that's the thing. That used to be what they call it. They right. no longer describe it that way. Okay, mm. tell me. So here's the thing. Uh Epilepsy is considered to be the fourth most common general classification, according to the World Health Organization, of neurological disorders. Everything that's cerebral, vascular, everything that you look at and you say, that person has some sort of uh, brain-related disease, mm-hmm. okay. those are all, that's about half of all of the neurological disorders. Some of them are caused by uh, physical injury. Some of them are caused by uh, drug use. Uh, and then there are also Alzheimer's and dementia, which is number two. Then migraines is number three of neurological disorders by population, and then epilepsy. Now, then the way you describe ep- epilepsy is what causes it first, whether it's generalized with no specific focus or if it's focused in a specific part of your brain. Mm. And then there are some which are considered unknown onset. They are either generalized or focal, but you don't know. You born with epilepsy, or do you? Does it develop, uh, it develop or, later on in yeah, life? That's a good it, question. Some people are born with epilepsy. There are babies, babies that have hundreds of seizures a oh, day. That makes me sad. And, me and it, it is, it is terrifying. And it was terrifying to watch the very first time it happened, I would imagine. but not as scary as the second time it happened. Because the first time it happened, it she was be. taking a nap. Oh. And I laid her down for a nap, and she was asleep for maybe three minutes, and she started shaking. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. So what are you supposed to do when somebody has a seizure? I guess it depends on what type of seizure, but generally, what are you supposed to do? So if they have what they now call, what we used to call a grand mal seizure, the falling down on the ground shaking, they now call that tonic-clonic. Tonic-clonic. Clonic means the jerking motion, and tonic means that the muscles become rigid. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Move the furniture out of the way? What do you do? So you make them safe. That's all you have to do. You have to make sure they're not going to hit their heads or any of their bodies on something that's going to hurt. You keep the dog from licking them. And mm-hmm. that's it. You don't have to worry about their tongue because you can't actually swallow your tongue. Um, and if, they, if there was any sort of vomit or anything, you need to be concerned about that. But in general... They're going to be okay as long as they're not, they don't injure themselves in the course of having a seizure. Eliza had a seizure one day, and it, she used to have drop seizures where she was awake, and she seemed fine, and then she just fell down. Let me ask you a and question. She, yeah. As she gets older, she will not be able to drive a car? Are there limitations? Well, that, that is the sort of thing that the neurologist would, de- would determine what is likely to happen. When she, since she's gone, 
now 16 months without a seizure while she's awake, mm-hmm. that is no mm-hmm. longer the way that her seizures present. Gotcha. Her Perf- seizures present when she's asleep at 5 o'clock in the morning. Wow. Professor, have you investigated CBD oil? I was hoping no one would say anything about that. Um, Why? I'll give you. I'll give you points. Well, here's the thing. That that is good, Jeff. C- CBD oil, or the uh, the oil that is at the center of uh, cannabinoids, mm-hmm. is something which is a miracle drug for people who have absolutely uncontrolled seizures. Yeah. So these are the people that have dozens of seizures a day. And their body spends so much time having a seizure and then trying to recover from the seizure that they can't, they cannot develop. They can't develop neurologically. They can't develop physiologically. So for those people, this is a wonder drug. And it can reduce the number of seizures they have in a day from 20 to 2. And that's fantastic. And those parents are ecstatic. Let me ask you another question. My, my daughter has two seizures right, a not. week in the morning, and um, I, I don't need any more hammers for that. I'm, I'm actually good with two seizures a week until I mean, she grows out of it, which might happen. Let oh, me really? ask you a question, hmm. and I don't, yeah. I don't mean, mean to be flip, no. but uh, I mean, at night, I mean, does she have to sleep in a bed where there are guardrails? I mean, what? Or cushions so or something. Yeah, or you, you don't roll off? I mean... So I'd be scared to is, death. I mean, well, this is this has been my life for four years. Yeah, okay. I, I, I we keep the baby monitor on, and then every damn noise in the house, including those morons upstairs, that can't stop but clip clopping around the house like they're riding horses. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but every noise wakes me up. I only sleep on the two days that she's at her mother's house. Yeah, because. I, I need to hear it because I need to go and check on her and make sure she's okay. In general, the nature of her seizures, and everybody's are different. Everybody's. And two-thirds of all seizures have no explainable cause. Oh. Never. No one ever knows. There's a certain percentage of people who certain color combinations or flashing yeah, lights yeah. or exhaling too deeply can incur this this sort of thing i saw but, in that uh, jane fonda movie you know about the uh, nuclear power plant because one of the scientists was epileptic and there was a siren or a flashing light that brought on a seizure now i'm not expecting too many points over that Mm-mm. but i'll take one <laughs> no you're probably least. not gonna get any all right hold that thought for just a minute i'm gonna give you 30 more seconds on uh epilepsy and seizures when we come back Along with the pop quiz, it's the Phillips File with the five-minute professor on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Cops in St. Augustine were involved in a four-hour standoff with a man who went crazy at a local Wendy's and ended up in just his underwear on the restaurant's roof. Old Ponce de Leon is back up to his old antics again. Next, a Pennsylvania man has been arrested after assaulting another man over a beer cousin. I don't blame him. It's not unreasonable to want to keep your hand cold and your beer warm. Strike that. Reverse it. Finally, a man mistakenly ran a full marathon in Fargo instead of a half marathon. Oh yeah I tell you fella he's crazy and I says what are you doing guy and he says I'm going running what's it look like so I says well good luck then. Headlines were brought to you by the free iHeartRadio app. Alexa play Real Radio 104.1 on iHeartRadio. And transmission. Call now for person, place, or thing, 407-916-1041. 
Welcome. I've been a professor, a little lecture on epilepsy and seizures and things like that. Give me a minute, another minute, and then we got to get out of here in about 10 minutes, all right? All right. So, um, so yes, I do know about CBD. There's another uh, treatment for epilepsy, which yeah. is a vagal nerve stimulator, mm-hmm. and it actually gets implanted. And again, this is the sort of thing which you, you, when you need to control the seizures. And some people use it so they can drive because it inputs a an impulse which prevents the seizure. Let me ask you a question. Uh, yeah. Do you see this coming on? I mean, you say no. your daughter's seizures are at night when she's asleep. Right. But when she was having seizures when she was awake, could you... Could you is there a telltale sign? Yeah, was there a sign? Because some people who have seizures, now they have dogs or they have monkeys or they have something to alert them. Something, yeah. yeah, they can, I don't but know. There, what there it, are some animals which are trained to be able to spot the sort of things which lead to it. Yeah. Uh, but that was never the case with Eliza. She'd always seem fine. Uh, I took to putting her into really soft furniture. Uh, for a long time when she was having them when she was awake. But she had a variety of seizures. She had uh, absence seizures where she would just be staring and not be able to concentrate yeah, for long that. periods of time. Uh, and uh, it also depends whether or not you're aware of them or not. And she has never been aware that she's had a seizure. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, I do have a couple other things. Uh, she was for a long time, for two years, two and a half years, she was on a uh, modified ketogenic diet, which is uh, fat and meat. That's all it is, 30 grams of carbs per day. That's not very many. It's not very many. I had a tomato and a half and had as many carbs as she could have all day. Wow. Right, right. And she was also in a medical trial. Here's my last facts before we get to the questions. According to Ranker, this is completely unsubstantiated. If you believe a ranker is a good quality news source, this is good quality news. Uh, Prince had seizures in his childhood. Elton John had drug-induced seizures. Little Wayne has reported epileptic seizures. Danny Glover had a 20-year period in his life where he suffered seizures. Huh. Adam Horowitz uh, claimed that he had seizures, and but the way he said it was that, and one time I even had a grand mal seizure, like they build up, which isn't really how it is. You have a symptom which presents itself one way. They usually don't build up. Uh, Hugo Weaving had seizures, the actor. Theodore Roosevelt, I couldn't corroborate that anywhere except for in this ranker list. George Gershwin, Margot Hemingway, reportedly Caesar, Alexander the Great, and Vincent Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Yeah, there he is. Yep. Ready for the questions? Yeah, you got about seven minutes to uh, Here for we this go. Uh, exam and your, where you, what you're up to. So let's go. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Alexander the Great was reported to have had seizures during his life. He controlled an enormous empire that stretched from Egypt to India and Greece. He died at what age? He died at the age of 28. Older. Oh, Jack, 50. Younger. Bingman. Miss Bingman. 32. 32 is absolutely oh. correct. Nice job. Did you know that or just guess? I know my conquerors. Oh, boy. 32 is the number of leather panels in a standard football, and also the number of national teams in the FIFA World Cup Finals since what year? What year did they go to 32 Jim. FIFA World Cup finalists. Work off me. See the research in a long time. I'm going to go. I'm going to go recent. I'm going to go yeah. 2010. Earlier. Mm. Uh, Mo- Moira. Yes. 1990. After 1990. Here, oh, that, here we go. That's exactly what I was going to say. Go. Here we go. Right. Here we go. 2000. Before 2000. All right, here Fritz. we go. Fritz. Fritz. Mr. Fritz. 95. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After 1995. <laughs> oh, damn it. 95 to 2000. Oh, split it. 97. 
1998. Oh, damn it. Which of these films was not number one at the box office for at least two weeks in 1998? Which of these films was not number one at the box office for at least two weeks in 1998? Titanic, There's Something About Mary, Godzilla, Saving Private Ryan, The Water Boy, Rush Hour, or Blade? Which one of those was not number one for at least two weeks? Godzilla. Godzilla was number one this week in 1998. All right, good job, Jim. It's got to be Waterboy. You never know. Waterboy was number one for two weeks in 1998. Whoa. What are our other choices? Blade? The other choices are Titanic, There's Something About Mary, Saving Private Ryan, Rush Hour, and Blade. Watch it, it, you know, or no, it I think could it be, may be Titanic, but it's the wrong year no, or something. No, it could be like uh, Saving Private Ryan because a different like Titanic came out the next week or All something. Right, well, you got to figure. You got to. I go. don't know. I'm out of this. Yeah, me too. All right, um, go, go, Mo. Pick something. Ti- Titanic. Uh, there's something about Mary. Rush Hour, Blade, or Saving Private Ryan. I go Rush Hour, but you, know, you yeah, would. Rush. All right, oh, Rush, yeah. Hour. Rush Hour. Rush Hour is number one for two Sorry. weeks uh, in 1998. Uh, let the record reflect, friends. Mr. Fritz. Something about Mary. Yeah, yeah. There is, in fact, something about Mary, number one for oh, only one week. Stupid Which Fritz. NFL Fritz quarterback was in the ending scenes of There's Something About Jack, Mary? Brett Favre. Brett Favre is absolutely yeah, correct. Nice done. Brett Favre holds the all-time NFL consecutive starts record for how many games, including playoff games, consecutive NFL starts? Moira. Uh, Ms. Moira. 35. Oh. More. 100. Jack, no. More. Jack, 330. Fewer. But not a lot. Fritz. 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 320. More than 320. Come on, Come on. 321. 321 is absolutely correct. Nicely done. Oh, yeah. Wow. 321 Contact was a science education show produced by the Children's Television Workshop that went off the air in what year? 321 Contact was a science education show produced by the Children's Television Workshop, the same people that made Sesame Street, that went off the Moira. air in what year? Moira, 94. Uh, before 1994, sorry. Jack, 82. After 1982. Jim, now we have a range. What? Jim said 88. 88 is absolutely Oh, there it is. Nice. Jim's favorite show. In Mm -hmm. 1988, Billy Ocean had a number one hit with Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into... Jack, my car. My car is absolutely correct. Oh, come on. On Real Music Weekend, you may not hear Billy Ocean. No. You will will definitely hear Randy Newman. Yes. Cars. And you possibly might hear You Might Be Crazy by The Cars. How long was Rick Ocasek, objectively, the least attractive man to ever marry a supermodel? How long was he married to Paulina Poroskova? Oh. Gary knew How long? for cars. Yeah, it was you. Gary. Oh, Gary. Uh, I said yeah. Randy. What am yeah. I thinking? How, short short people. Yeah. Short people. <laughs> uh, how long Gary were they married? Me. I'm going to go eight years. Longer. Jim, 15 years. Longer. Oh, my. Uh, 20? Longer. Brits. Brits. No range. Mr. Brits. No range. 30. He said 30. Fewer than Not, 30. Fewer. Not a lot, Pinky. Come on, Pinky. Fewer. 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 Here we go. Yeah, 28. You didn't drag out fewer enough. That's fake news. <laughs> Which of these athletes is not 29 years old? Which of these athletes is not 29 years old? All but one is. Rob Gronkowski, Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson, Bryce Harper, Des Bryant, Kevin Durant. Oh, that's easy. That's Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is 29 years old. I'm out of this. 
Uh, Jack, <laughs> Des Bryant. Russell, what, what Des, Des Bryant is 29 years uh, old. Rob Gronkowski, Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson, uh, Bryce Harper. I never heard of any of them, so I'll say Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper is absolutely correct. Nicely done on these. Oh, there you go. That's unbelievable. Bryce Harper plays for the Washington Nationals. Was born in what U.S. city that will be hosting an NHL championship game for the first time Jack. ever? No, oh, there it is. Nashville. Not Nashville. It's, uh, it's Las close. Vegas. No, 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 no. It's Las southeast. Vegas is absolutely correct. What? They'll be hosting an NHL championship game You're for the welcome. first time oh. ever this year. Nice job. You you what about the All NFL? Right, good job, Mo. <laughs> Six point nine million people. Six point nine million people attended conventions in Nevada in 2016. That's about three times the number of people who traveled to Amsterdam to visit the museum committed to what artist who suffered? Van Gogh. There it is. Absolutely there it is. correct. Or God bless you. Whichever one is more correct. Uh-huh. Nice job. Right. And scene. <laughs> that is a 92. Oh, there's yeah, good. Okay. Great. Happy with the 92. It's a solid A, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. It is an A. That's an A. No question about it. Very yeah. quickly. A minus. Give me 30 seconds, 45 seconds. Where are you going to be? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at 5 Minute Professor. That's where I list all of my events. Tomorrow night I will be at the Silly Grape. That's in Maitland at the intersection of Keller and Fennel. Uh, great inside and outside if the weather's nice, and it's supposed to be nice tomorrow. So come on out to the Silly Grape tomorrow. On Saturday, I will not be at Waco Taco. Next Tuesday, I will be at Post Time because I'm there every single Tuesday, week after week after week after week. Yeah. But Saturday, I will be in Tampa with the Tampa Bay Mensons, and uh, because I am the I am the regional Mensa, I'm bringing alcohol, and you can drink it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, We're doing okay. a rum tasting. Uh-huh. Doing a rum tasting. I'm going to make some mojitos. Oh, very good. And some Cuba Libre. There you go. That's this See. weekend. All right, Professor, good job. We'll do it again next uh, Wednesday, okay? I'm looking forward to every second of that. You got it, man. Thanks. Five-minute professor on Real Radio. Let's get that PPT music. There there it is. is. Person, place, Ah. or thing. What's the prize, Mr. Pinkman? That would be a four-pack of tickets to Head Games, a tribute to Foreigner at the House Blues on Saturday, June 16th. You can go to realradio.fm keyword events for more. There you go. Glenn, you're first up. Glenn, pick a person, a place, or a thing. Local place. Let's go to a place. Thanks to Brad. For the category, what is this place? This place is home to many ethnic and linguistic groups. Its official languages are Arabic and French. Mm-hmm. Many ethnic uh, and linguistic don't, groups. Don't have anything. Sorry. Okay. All right. Well, you tried. Yeah, exactly. He thought no, he, about he it. Didn't try. Well, he, he didn't thought even about try. It. He thought about it. He, th- yeah. he thought about it. That's good enough for me. Trying. Thank right. you. No trying. Excuse me. <laughs> Tobin. Here we go. Tobin. Clue number two. Since the turn of the century, crude oil is its primary source of export earnings, superseding the traditional cotton industry. Its official languages are Arabic and French. Uh, United Arab Emirates. Okay. That's your final answer? Yeah. No, sorry. Oh. Nice try, though. Damn it. Oh. Here we go, Keith. Clue number three, Keith. Uh, Despite internal political opposition, coup attempts, and a civil war, it has had one leader for nearly 30 years. Oh, gosh, Jim. Let me see. Can you run down those uh, clues one more time? Oh, don't Google it. (laughs) 
Oh, he seems like he's... No, no, I, I can't. I'm in my car. Languages Arabic and French. Major export earnings come from crude oil yeah. and cotton. Despite internal political opposition, coup attempts in a civil war. He's had uh, one leader for nearly 30 years. I'll give you a clue. George Clooney. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say Morocco. I got no clue, really. I got no, no, said Morocco. Good. No, sorry, that's not it. <laughs> oh, man. John, here we go. Clue number four. There's one of eight countries restricted entry to the United States by presidential executive order. It's one of the eight countries re- that has restricted entry by anyone. Because of the Muslim of these ban, you mean? Exactly. It's one of the Muslim yeah. ban countries. Yeah. Syria. What is it? Syria. 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 That's your final answer. No, it's not Syria. Is it? Hey. Who? Eh? No, because no. that's George Clooney. That, I thought that was a good uh, clue. If yeah. that was George yeah, Batman, yeah. Oh, think hey, he's on Batman. Yeah, uh, Doctor Batman pouring his own tequila at one of the yeah. royal receptions. What's that about? Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Clooney's. Yeah, George. Yeah. That's a good clue, I think, in a way. Yeah. Think of George Clooney and his father. Here's Daniel. <laughs> clue number five. Yeah. Okay. This landlocked country is truly in the heart of Africa and. Ro- Come on. And what? <laughs> Thanks, Brad. <laughs> this landlocked country is truly in the heart of Africa and rhymes with Brad. Oh, there it is. <laughs> now I remember what it is. <laughs> yeah, me too. Pinkman hated that clue. Chad? That's oh. your final answer. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness right, you got you that, go. sir. We would have made all kinds of fun if you didn't get it right. That yeah. is for sure. <laughs> Brad sent me that. I'm like, come on. I <laughs> thought when you said George Clooney, it was Darfur. Oh, a, you know, because he yeah, was Dark before the, did a lot of Chad. He did a lot of stuff, and I don't know. And probably was Darfur instead of Chad, but damn I was, it! But I was close right, geographically. Oh, uh, look, I know the yeah. the Clooney uh, philanthropic. Uh, I drink. suppose if you have your wedding reception and you go to the bar and George Clooney is serving drinks, yeah, that, you... that's kind of cool. <laughs> oh my I'd god! I'd hire him. Well, did his wife stand there too and pour? I don't know. A mall. At she the is bar. Stunning. She's stunning. She's he's, a, he, he was did. pouring his own tequila. Well, that's kind of a celebrity. I'm yeah. pouring the tequila. But the two of them together. What do you think? She's standing there. She's got an next uh, extra napkin. What does she put? A couple of bucks into the big brandy snifter. Sure. <laughs> no, she went behind the bar and also helped serve. I bet. Nah, I don't think so. I'll take that bet. No, I say no. You on think that she's one. too fancy for that? Yes. Yes. Oh no. Yes. Oh no. Mm-mm. She's absolutely not. She's not going behind the bar now. To, well, she probably changed outfits for the reception. Oh, no. Oh. She's not no, not doing that. I'd be shocked if she changed outfits. For the Do you reception? Think, didn't they go straight? Or was no, it something way late? I thought it was later, the party they yeah. had later. Oh, 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 oh. I thought they went straight. I think there was a, a royal luncheon. reception. Yeah, that's and right. And then there was something later on so the queen could uh, Take a nap. go yeah. back to uh, <laughs> the castle and watch the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. And most of the people kind of swung by the local KFC to, you know. He's a big food. Chelsea fan. Have a snack. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's only when you're waiting for the the the, the uh, wedded couple is out getting their pictures taken. Yeah. You got to wait for food and you're starving. Yeah, you're supposed and... to have butler past hors d'oeuvres during oh, the cocktail. Pink, Something all about I'll that. look forward to to the next wedding I go to. Well, let me know how it goes. Yeah. Uh, up in Montreal. <laughs> butlers, white gloves, and mm. foo foo foo. Yes, sir. Can only the finest. <laughs> I have to go to a wedding in Montreal later this oh, year. Montreal. It's a nice town. Beautiful. I just, uh, I'm arranging my, f- so check this out. I'm going to fly part of the way and drive part of the way. Uh-oh. I don't like it. And then I was looking at Airbnb. So I found a nice uh, uh. a place up there. Yeah. Mm. 
be you there speak for... French? No. You better study up. Oh, oh, croissant. But my daughter works in a French bakery, so I'm bringing her. All right, good. Croissant. <laughs> croissant. Right. That's probably, yeah. And <laughs> not macaroon, but there's another cookie that's like a macaroon. Macaroon. And she always yeah, says that. hello to people in there, and she always says Bon Jovi, so I'm not oh, sure how much is sinking in I with her. Bon Jovi. <laughs> yeah. uh, Governor Rick Scott, Jim, is urging Floridians to prepare for significant rain and flooding as we continue to monitor what? that weather system. No. Yes. Oh, for he the said week. it is going to yeah, be. I refuse to. This is going to be wet as all. Uh, well, then don't complain <laughs> if you get water. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm going to the beach. The okay. chances are, very, are increasing every minute that it's developing into a tropical depression. Well, they put out everybody for rapid deployment. Everybody's on standby. Let's get it over with. We don't want one of these years again. All right, oh, let's just have man. our little uh, rain and get, a book. get it over with. Get a book, stock up on movies, Correct. get your Netflix. Get sure water. Yeah, yeah, get lots of water. You know, put in a uh, sterno. Get a lot of sterno. That to me is oh, like I the better num- not lose yeah. power. I'm just planning on being inside. Oh, you no, get that yeah. so when your kids drive you crazy, you can sniff it for a couple of hours. No, no, no. I never well, did. Let's that. get out of here. Good job today. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Phillips Files back tomorrow, Thursday edition of The File Gets Underway at 3. Right after Sean East, the news junkie with Sabrina and Lane. They follow the monsters in the morning tonight. Eat dessert first, grin like a dog, wander aimlessly, pound your conch. As often as you can, buy your books with cash. Tom and Dan are next. Bye-bye. Take care. is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. Heroes unite when the Justice League and Russ Rollins swoop into Madame Tussauds Orlando this Friday from noon until 2 for the opening